This episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by Kinda Funny, the animated series. Go over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to watch the episode and support this dream. Please, all the money raised there in January is going towards this stupid, stupid show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 19. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. It's so fucking bright in here. You think it's just lower? Is that the problem? The I, light? I don't, you really don't notice that? I like, mean, I can't even I'm with look, you. It looks like, brighter. It doesn't like, look, it's not like, it's like, not. Like, I gotta, like, sit like this. <laughs> it's not, you want my gunners? I'll go get the gunners. No. Should I go get my gunners? No. You want me to wear I my gunners? I just, it's too much. You want me to raise it up for you? You raise me up. He's talking this about the light. Like if you're listening like this- to the MP3, he's, he's talking about the light. And here comes the fire in the sky reference. It, I was going to say, it's like what it's like to be on Mercury. Okay. The sun looming large on the horizon because you're so close to it. Yeah. This light is like directly on top of me. Okay. I'm not even... You want to slide back on the table? You want to slide back on the table? I'm not using commercially thing. Like, I can't look away from you. Because you want, if I look that way, I'll get you some sunglasses. Even you, Socrates knew you couldn't look at the sun. You had to look at the the eclipses in water. Even he knew that. How did he know that? Did other people go blind or something? I guess so. Isn't that you, the whole thing with the the, the uh, eclipses? The ancient, oh, I thought you going to say the ancients. But okay, it's yeah. just that you can't look at you can't look at the sun to begin with. You're not supposed to look at the sun to begin with, right? So even the eclipses. No, I was always all right. So here's two things. Yeah, I'm going to tell you a funny column. Sure, story. lay them on me. When I was in fourth grade, yeah, I looked directly at an eclipse. Good job for like fuck yeah. God Suck knows it. how long. Suck it, Mrs. Gustafson. Never thought about it again. Yeah. Ninth grade. Yeah. Had Earth science. Uh-huh. Mr. Nielsen exclaimed that if I didn't already go blind from it, I will go blind eventually from looking at the eclipse. But here's the problem. Wait on me. So you don't look at the eclipse because the, because it is an optical illusion, right? So like the... Wait, what do you mean? You don't look at the eclipse? You know why you don't look at an eclipse? No, I don't know. It's because you go blind. That's what everybody says. Yes, because the moon, yeah. for instance, is way smaller than the sun, but it's an optical illusion that it's blocking it. But indeed, all of the rays of the sun ah, are just going around I'm, and I'm, into your I'm, eyeballs. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so I was paranoid about that for a few years. Sure. You were just waiting for it to happen. Yeah. like You're like Ralphie in a Christmas story. Any second, you're going to go blind. So so there's there's uh, that funny story. But then there's a, the story of when you're driving or you're like just around... And you know I drive cars, so he's <laughs> driving like a this. giant bus. <laughs> if, if that, cranking the wheel to get around the corner. You know when the sun's setting and you can look directly at it and it doesn't hurt your eyes. Sure. You know what I mean? Like the sun. I guess so. Yeah. Midday you, like, sun if it's is midday burnt, sun. I'm not going to stare right. But, like at when it. it's red and it's on sure. the horizon, so you sure, can just sure, stare sure. right at it. Yeah. That's no different than looking at an eclipse. Oh, okay. So like I don't. So you said you ever go back and tell the teacher to stuff it up his ass? No, because who knows? Maybe he's right. I mean, this happened in 1993. 23 years ago, I looked at that eclipse. Sure. But if you go blind now, it could be for a number of reasons. Is my math right? Yeah, I think it is. Sure. Okay, go on. That, that, was all, that was pretty much all I had there. You could go blind for a number of reasons. Maybe you get the daredevil sight powers you always talk about. When I was in San Diego last weekend and mm-hmm. I put the Drano in the drain, I was afraid I was going to go right. blind from that. Right. That's not a problem anymore as far as I understand. Sure. It would have happened by now. Those chemicals would have burned out your retinas by Came now. back from San Diego today. Uh-huh. Two things about that. Okay. Number one, they pulled the fucking classic, is, classic flight attendant move yeah. that I haven't heard in several years. Yeah, yeah. And we've, I've flown 
Got literally a hundred times in the last yeah. couple, you know, few years. Yeah. They pulled the classic R computer, like you know, we can see they start to taxi or whatever. They they did the stop. Or no, they, no, they it was it was game? it was when we were like descending, and they're like, we can see that someone has tell you know service on their phone. It's interfering with the computers. I'm like, you're so full of shit with this with this. But I thought that was funny. But then the plane landed yeah. with a thud because of the cell phones. Here's this is what you get. You you know you cut corners. You try to save a buck. You didn't fly Virgin America. Look at it now. I actually didn't pay for the ticket. That's why. That's I what you got. You got fucked. Southwest. You got straight fucked. What which is what kind of cheap bastard is sending you on Southwest to fucking putting you in there like cattle? Why don't they just fucking ship you down here? It USPS. really is. It really is Lord of the Flies. Oh, it's terrible. The Hunger Games. I won't do it. It's really because of the terminal, especially the Terminal One. Yeah, which is. SFO's Terminal the One, fucking terrible. worst, mm-hmm. just the absolute worst. I feel like I'm fl- I'm living a higher life when I'm flying Virgin America in Terminal you Two. Are. It's wide Tonight. open. There's all of these restaurants and options, but there's space, dude. San Diego's Terminal, whatever the fuck it was, to, for Southwest, also it's like fucking madness. Really, bad? it's like no. the small circle. Of like eight gates. Oh, I know that one. I used to fly to that with IGN when we were doing Comic Con and stuff, where you come up and you walk up and it's oh like, my, there's yeah, like the bar and the yeah. pizza place and all that stuff and like two shops it's over insane. here right by the bathroom. I'm like, there's way too many people here. Yeah. I got to go back. I'm. Well, I don't have to, but I'm going back on Thursday. Yeah. But I'm flying. Virgin America. Yeah, yeah. Come on, right there. Getting my points. There you go. Well, Sir Richard Branson. Well, disappointed about something. What happened now? My points were, re- I have my points, but my meter to become Elevate Silver yeah, yeah. was reset. I know. I told you to get the credit card. It would have helped you. It would have given you the bump. I don't want the credit card. It also card. doesn't let your point. It never expires. Because your status am, never expires. Because I'm a Bank of America Platinum card holder. Sure. In which I get 3% back oh. on gas, which I don't buy. Exactly. But 2% back uh-huh. on groceries and 1% back on all purchases. Plus, when you redeem it as cash and put it directly into your account, you get like another 1.5%. Okay. You can't go wrong with that. Okay. That's free cash. Okay. You but, never you can never complain about your tickets anywhere though then. You know what I mean? Because you gotta remember you've made you get, you've made the money back on the credit card, is what I'm saying. Didn't that wasn't get, even enough. Didn't you get silver status just because? Yeah, well they That's give, fucking it, bullshit. You get no no no. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong. So what happens is you get status points on Virgin America. I think you get like fifty what you get like fifteen thousand or whatever it is, status, which then puts you within five thousand of silver. And then I got gold just because. And that's permanent. I flew a lot. Well, apparently, I was. it always says it's about to expire or whatever. Or every year, it's like, you know, your thing resets. And then it doesn't. And then I asked Christine about it this last time, this last year, as we went into 2016. And she said, because we're credit card holders, our status never expires. So as long as I have the status, I'm always going to be gold. What is the, what is the benefit of being a silver or golden? Do you get discounts? <sighs> you get, yeah, you, you don't have to pay for your bags anymore at gold. Oh, I don't care about that. Uh, but do you get ticket you discounts? Get t- no, then useless. It's totally useless. Oh no, you you can get into main cabin and main cabin uh, express and select without having to pay the, the any extra money for it. Okay, that's uh, something you get. You get the companion ticket. You get the. It's like you get a hundred and fifty dollar companion ticket every year. You can send people on. Uh, I guess I just don't care that much then. You the get the board before everybody. That's else. the one. That's the one. That's the one. Because like it's a you get, fucking, your, you get your own special line when you check in, so you have to deal with the riffraff. Because it's it's really, it's like. Playing Russian roulette when you when you check in the Virgin America because there's no rhyme or reason as to your group number. Like oh group. Sure, 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 sure. I fly in the same seats typically, mm-hmm. right in the middle, right on the aisle. Sometimes I'm Group A just for no reason. I'm like, oh, now you're Group A. Sometimes I'm Group D. Yeah, and Group D that's when it's cutting it really close. No, you don't want to be in Group D because then you you're running out of overhead over. space. Yep. See, yep. to Southwest credit, that is the good thing about Southwest is they just let you check two bags. 
Sure. So no one has, you know, like, so I got on. You I don't was, want to check I was B50. Yeah. So I was. Way the fuck back then. The 110th person. Is that right? To board the plane? If you're B50? 30, 30, 30. No, it is. 30, oh, no. 30, it's 30, more 30. than that then, right? 30. It's A1 through 30, A31 through 60. So okay. that's 60. Mm-hmm. B1 through 30, 90. Mm-hmm. So I was the 110th person. Yes. 110th yeah. person. And I still got overhead space. Mm-hmm. That would have never mm-hmm. happened on Virgin America. Sure. Never. Yeah. And I got an aisle seat. We didn't have that red entertainment system to keep you. No, company, but it was only watch all of these amazing flights. I played volume. Movies. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Speaking of volume, Greg Way, today on this PlayStation podcast, which is now the Virgin America podcast, we'll have Mike Biffle, volumes creator and developer on to tell us all about his career, volume and volume coda. In which he spreads a whole bunch of information about Volume Coda that I don't think he was ready to talk about what he just did. Oh, that's fun. So now you know all about the VR game if you listen to this episode. Can you tell that, you know, a lot of people had some feedback about how we didn't get into the news quickly enough. Oh, right. Week. So can for you tell, those people. Can you, can you tell that we really took that into account? <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite thing. Like, oh, news starts at 1456 last week when we were ordering wings and all this stuff. It's like, man, you guys, you're new, huh? You don't know how this show, how the Colin and Greg podcast works. You're like, I'm talking about PlayStation. If we didn't get to the PlayStation news fast enough for you last time, hundreds other PlayStation podcasts we can recommend for you. This is the dumb. Shit I wouldn't recommend here. any of them because I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't listen to any of them. I assume they get to the stuff faster though. I don't know if they just ran everybody through what exactly Virgin America Gold and Silver and all the benefits are. The best is when you get on Virgin America, you get in the main cabin select or whatever, or the exit rows. You get put in there by not mistake, but like they they upgrade you or whatever for something, and then you get the free drinks and the free food and the free movies. That's what I was gonna say. The fucking freebies because I, I they Square Enix flew us to Pax Prime, and for some reason put Kevin and I in main cabin select. Because well, I was probably the last. The two most available. important people. And I was just, or you know, just having a fucking good old time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because they don't have the Pringles anymore, which is a little disappointing mm. for three bucks, but they do have the nuts. Oh, yeah. That nut mix is good. I also like those macaroon things they have. Mm. I don't, they only come three in the little bag, and you think that's, I'm getting screwed over, but they're dense, and if you eat more than three, you get a heartburn. Trust me, I've tried. I have some good news for you. Thank I you. I didn't choke on any water this week. Good. Oh, you didn't fall asleep. Oh, wow. That's a big step for yeah. you. I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of how so, that went. So, you know, that that was a step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, saw a friend of the show, Eric Castro. I know. How's he doing? He's good. We went to uh, a couple of places in his little group of, re- you know, he owns, you know, Polite Provisions and they're in a group called the Consortium. That's about, you know, a series of fantastic restaurants and bars. I want to highly recommend, of course, Polite Provisions because, you know, I go there all the time. Sure. Uh, when I'm in San Diego and so do you. But uh, we went to Ironside mm-hmm. where I ate seafood randomly. That's See, that's bullshit. Cause weird, you, never, right? you never eat seafood. It's weird. You, you refuse I to. felt a lot of pressure. Okay. Yeah. I felt a lot of pressure, but it paid off. It's, I've told you for a long time it's good. It, it's because it was cooked right. I'm not going to get that I ate octopus. Yeah, which apparently is like their most famous dish. Yeah, and it didn't taste like great. octopus at all. Yeah, it just tasted like some meat with some. Tomorrow we're going over to the ramen shop. We're getting taco oh, nigiri. Come no, on, it's no, awesome. It's no, great. No, no. I love it. I'm I've had enough for a little while now. Okay. Okay. Because then we went. Quote is hit. Because then we went and got burritos today, and Erin got a, a shrimp in her burrito. Yeah. And um, she was like, "Oh well," and I'm like, "We've reached the limit. Let's. I've only tried. I've tried as much as I need to try. Let's back it up a little bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because I don't want, I'm not, I, I am who I am. But I also want to recommend Noble Experiment, which is a really cool speakeasy okay. um, in that same group of restaurants that people like craft cocktails, and you should. Okay. Uh, over there in San Diego. It's cool. You go into like this other bar called Neighborhood, and then you go into the back, and there's like all these kegs that are lined up or whatever, like real kegs. Mm-hmm. And then some of the kegs are a fake door, and you go through the door, and then, oh. they, and then there's like a woman standing at it, like sitting at a desk. And, Very interesting. Yeah. And that then, sounds interesting. You, know, you don't get in if you don't have a reservation. Sure. So. Of course. You, know, you got to make the reservation. I understand that. For your edification, 
went was going to go to Art's Cafe today for breakfast with oh, Christine. Oh, closed. Yeah, closed on Mondays. Yeah. Could have told you. That. Well, it, it, you you had to settle for Howard's. No, keep in mind that my my, my schedule internal clock's been all fucked up because it feels like Sunday because mm-hmm. it's Martin Luther King Day right. here. Uh, no. So what we did is they opened a new restaurant uh, a couple of ones down called Lolly. A new L A L E. Is it Americana? Americana fused with Mediterranean. Went in there, had an eggs Benedict. Was it good? Potatoes were perfect. Mm. Christine had a Dutch pancake. Fantastic. Big fan of this place now. Not as good as Arts, though. Sight sight glass coffee. No, better, because they have other stuff. Arts is like Trey Magnifique, my friend. Especially because because with tip, 15 bucks. I'll give you that. Arts is a great deal. I like their hash And I know that to most people, that's like, that's a heinous price. Sure, not in San Francisco. Not for San Francisco breakfast. uh, An omelet, three-egg omelet, lots of cheese, bacon. Yeah. In the omelet, yeah. Rice, toast, orange juice, water, fifteen dollars. Yeah, you're, you're living the good life there. Technically, it's like fourteen fifty, actually. Okay, because I, I I don't you know they're only giving me you know so I'm a good tipper but they only give me the food. They yeah. take my order, they give me the food. They you know just, me there. Art, ours is just the counter. Yeah, it's and then the right there. So I'm the like people. you know two two fifty three, maybe three if I'm feeling generous. Sure, but you we're really, really not interacting. Really hustle. They know me enough to know that I want the grape jelly, not the strawberry jelly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They know that I don't need a menu. Yeah, I appreciate all that. Yeah, I am a loyal. Loyal patron of Arts Cafe, but you know, you gotta like kind of draw the line on tips sometimes when you know the service isn't. You know, it, it's not a place where you need the good service. So I'll try this other place. Maybe sure. I'm saying next time Aaron's up here and around here, and you want to go to a nice sit down place. Lovely decor. That's the other thing I liked mm. about this place. Cool like things on the wall. Mm. This wooden archway thing they had built where it looks it's all like up there, and they got mm. these lights that are wooden too. I was a big fan. It's a nice addition to the neighborhood, is what I'm saying. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is PSI Love You XOXO. It is the PlayStation Podcast of KindOfFunny.com. It is the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. I'm willing to bet it's the number one version America slash wing slash breakfast place podcast on the internet, too. Unless Car Talk does that. What else What else can we talk about before we talk about PlayStation just to annoy people? <laughs> I mean, none, none of it's to annoy. Well, it's to entertain. It's a little, well, 95% of the audience is entertained. Yeah. But there's five percent who apparently have never listened to anything we've ever done. Sure, so they for literally eight years. Right. I couldn't. When was there a podcast beyond we ever started talking about PlayStation? Oof, right? No, no, no. There was the one where we literally started talking about the poop you just took. There's that probably was podcasts line. beyond that never even talked about PlayStation at all. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that 100. Uh, so no, it is a little bit too annoying. Yeah, <laughs> but it's no. That's not, if you my, didn't know. Drinking my smart water. I know. I noticed that, too. I don't like this water they're selling in San Diego. You don't come home with that Napa fa- Farmer's Market water. I don't like that I like the bit. Napa Farmer's Market water. Yeah. yeah. SFO Terminal 2. What up? Also, go into the In Motion thing and look for Matt. If Matt's there in the In Motion, you know what I'm talking about? The one mm-hmm. in SFO Terminal 2, the little thing with the headphones they sell you and all that stuff. Matt is a big kind of funny fan. Go in there and say hi from Greg and Colin. Peace. I love you, XOXO. It comes to you each and every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Rain or shine, come hell or high water. If you ever show up and it's not, this is, here's where we're going to start covering our bases. If you ever show up and it's n- a Tuesday at 9 a.m. and it doesn't go live on kindoffunny.com, head over to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames because we might be streaming it there. That was something we talked about with this. We're in this weird thing right now where we're, last week's was recorded late on a Monday. We're recording this one late on a Monday. Eventually, the dam is going to break and that won't be possible. And when that isn't possible, we're going to do, I think we'll stream a show, 9 a.m., twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, then export the file from there and put it up to YouTube. If that ever comes to it, I'm just saying. These are the contingency plans in case something goes wrong. Colin, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be 
Roper's Report. Time for some singular possessive news. There are, I think, nine items on the list this week. A baker's dozen. Um, Before I go into that, though, I don't want to talk about PlayStation right now. What did Kevin do to the Game Over Greggy show this week? He uploaded the Game Over Greggy show with no sound? I have no idea. You don't know anything about nope, this? Nope, no idea. Hmm. I saw some kid today tweet me, no Game Over Greggy show. And he sh- he showed me the uploads. And then I went to, this is, but he sent it like 7 in the morning, 6 in the morning when I was asleep. And then I went and checked at 10 in the morning and the show was there. Your finger's definitely on the pulse. Number one. Wait, you don't even know though. Oh, I know because I... No, you don't. You just asked me a question, though, because you didn't know. Well, I mean, I do know because I was on an email thread about it. Oh, okay. It was hypothetical because I thought we were going to have a funny banter about it. But you don't even know what the fuck's going on. This is what Kevin does. I'm used to him fucking stuff up. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. He's just exports didn't affect the me at all because I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't promote anything today. No. Because it's Martin Luther King. You stopped working a long time ago. Yeah, like almost a year ago. Yeah. Now, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is a day many people have obviously it's a federal holiday in the United States, as it should be. People have gallivanting. So what I thought I would do is just put that stuff on Friday when they're back at work. See, I'm always thinking. Mm, you I'm claim you are. literally always thinking. And let me tell you a little something else yeah, that, I did, that I did yesterday. Sure. Because I still don't want to talk about PlayStation. Good. I don't care. Watch two episodes of The Wonder Years. Okay. The first one and the last one. Oh, I wanted okay. to contrast them. Okay. I can respect that. And there's quite a contrast. Yeah, a lot of years went by. Watched the first 10 minutes of Narcos. Oh, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Okay. Watch football. Yeah. Did you see any Those of the are some good games. The football games? Yeah. That uh that Steelers game was especially good. Mm-hmm. Glad to see them lose since they never belonged in the playoffs. In the oh damn. Place. Laying them out. Peyton. Peyton coming back. Peyton, Peyton not looking too hot. Peyton on the race. Oh my God. What a precipitous decline that young man has, uh, has suffered. It was a rough season. <laughs> I wanted the, the they're probably gonna lose. All right. Number one. PlayStation 4 was the best-selling console in the United States for the all-important retail month of December 2015. It was also the best-selling console for the entirety of the calendar year 2015. This is according to MPD. Number two, associated news, on the software front, the following 10 games listed in order were the best-selling games at retail in the United States in December 2015. Call of Duty Black Ops 3. There's a typo here, and even though no one's going to see it, I'm going to correct it because it's bothering me. Okay. Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Star Wars Battlefront, Fallout 4, Madden NFL 16, NBA 2K16, Grand Theft Auto 5, Whoa. Rainbow Six Siege, Minecraft, Minecraft's Story Mode, and oh. FIFA 16. Black Ops 3, Battlefront. There's another typo. I can't abide by it. Can't let this. You can't let this go. No one's ever going to see this ever again. Yeah, I know. Black Ops ever. 3, Battlefront, and Rainbow Six Siege sold best on Xbox One. Okay. Minecraft and Minecraft Story Mode sold best on Xbox 360. Are you surprised to see Story Mode in there? The other games sold best on PS4. No. Yeah, would have never thought of it. Yeah, but not surprised that it appeared. Sure, exactly. The bigger thing is what was the because uh, this doesn't count bundles. So what were what was the bundle effect specifically for uh, Black Ops Three and Battlefront, which both had PS4 mm-hmm. bundles but sold better on Xbox One is on an individual game basis. Rainbow Six Siege seems to be more of an Xbox game. Yeah, interesting that it's still doing so well when I don't hear anyone talk about it. You know what I mean? Once in a while, I'll see Alfredo tweet that he's going to play it, but other than that, I never see people talking or doing anything with it. Also, Sid Schumann, Ryan Clements. Where the fuck are the digital sales numbers for the PlayStation Network for December? Why are you hiding where Taco Master charted on the Vita games? Thank you. Started writing in an artisanal tweet. <laughs> what about? Nothing. Number three. Okay. 
Additionally, MPD released a list of the top 10 best-selling games of the entire calendar year for 2015 mm. at retail in the United States. They are in order. Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Madden NFL 16, Fallout 4. I'm noticing St- a trend on how Star December Wars numbers Battlefront, went. Grand Theft Auto 5, <laughs> NBA 2K16, Minecraft, Mortal Kombat X, FIFA 16, and Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Oh, okay. Black Ops 3, Star Wars Battlefront, and Advanced Warfare all sold best on Xbox One. The other seven games on the list sold best on PS4, save Minecraft, which sold best on Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. So no huge surprise there. In fact, not some great games on the list, but a boring list. Yeah. It looks just like December for, in the top half. Games I was surprised not to see. Well, not not surprised, I guess it doesn't. But you would expect to see, like, it seemed like The Witcher sold like, really yeah, well. Yeah, that is a great point. Well, is that But is that, like, his digital sales? Could be. Yeah, you figure digital sales are so huge, especially when you talk about, with all due respect to the Witcher nerds out there, so many Witcher nerds being PC nerds. You know what I mean? PC nerds on there, they're downloading off Steam. They're not caring about PC that, nerds right? are freaking out right now because... Um, PC sales are down. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see that. But is that c- counting graphics cards and drivers? And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, that's one way to play it if you want to. I mean, I just not to care at all, I guess. That's fine. Number four. A dump of new information surrounding The Division, Ubisoft's upcoming third-person shooter RPG, has been released. For starters, the core game will only take place in Manhattan and only in Midtown Manhattan. How do you that. feel about that, Mr. New York? I mean, it's. I thought we were going to be playing all of Manhattan. Midtown Manhattan is sizable for a video game. I remember from Spider-Man. Yes, you do. Uh, but it seemed like it was going to be more than that. There's more news, though. Assumptions were made that the entirety of Manhattan would be playable in some fashion, in addition to Brooklyn, the Long Island-based borough that was actually shown off in videos of the game. Okay. So Brooklyn's gone. Wiped off the face of the earth. Since the game will have DLC, it is assumed that Brooklyn has been pushed to DLC status. Gotcha. That is not confirmed. Gotcha. Ubisoft claims Midtown Manhattan has been recreated in the game one-to-one with exceptional attention paid to detail, which is why they stripped everything else out. Okay. Would that satisfy you? Yeah, I mean, that sounds good, but I want to see how big the game actually is. Sure. Additionally, the game will have not have player-to-player trading at launch as originally designed. However, since the division will have both paid and free DLC, it's possible this feature, like Brooklyn, will come at a later date after the game comes out. Finally, the division will indeed have a beta. It will run on PlayStation 4, from January 29th to January 31st. It will be a day earlier on Xbox One. Gotcha. And so many people have already been in the alpha and leaking alpha screenshots because my name's in it. There you go. Your name's in it? Yeah. Game over Greg? No, Greg Miller. Really? Yeah. Like for you? Mm. Now, nobody from the divisions confirmed that, but I get tons of tweets about it. You, I, I don't. It's not like you, I don't. I don't. I want to say dog tags, but I'm not sure because you know, obviously, I haven't played the division. Uh, but it seems like people are walking up and there's like a chest or whatever that has like the, you know a name attached to it and whose it was. And it's Greg Miller. And seeing as I'm the only Greg Miller that matters, it's me. Number five. The Witcher 3's upcoming expansion called Blood and Wine is eagerly anticipated amongst the game's millions of fans. Originally referred to as outright quote unquote better than Wild Hunt itself. CD Projekt Red's marketing lead, Michael Plaktow Gilevsky, spoke to GameSpot and said that it may not necessarily be better, but it will be more refined. Mm. According to his conversation with GameSpot, quote, Blood and Wine is the sum of all my experiences we gained when creating Wild Hunt, so it's definitely more refined than Wild Hunt in many regards, but that doesn't mean it's better per se, end quote. GameSpot writes, Plaktow Gilevsky went on to say players can look forward to all manner of new monsters, quests, and places of interest in Blood and Wine. He also notes that Blood and Wine's new realm, Toussaint. Toussaint. Rivals the size of those found in the base game, but he wouldn't get drawn into the debate about what's better. He said, then, quote, I wouldn't point fingers at what's better separately as each addition of the Wild Hunt, including over 10 updates released so far, enriches the overall experience you get from The Witcher as a game in general. The base game with the expansion is simply better than without them. 
Okay. I mean, I think refined puts it in terms that make sense, right? If, you, if it's refined, then they're stripping away that maybe things people didn't like about Witcher, you know, the main game, right? Or that bogged the thing down or stopped progression or da 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 da. I think that's what they mean, ladies and gentlemen. Calm down. Slow your roll. You First Mary Gold for life. You play now that you have, now that you have to be a money hat. Now that I have to be a money hat, uh, I've already started trying to get back. In. I I felt it grabbing me, The Witcher again, and I put it in the other day and started and played a little bit, did like a quest or whatever. I'm like, I can see me, I can see me getting back into this. You did a quest, so I did it took a you quest. like 17 hours. Exactly, grew a giant beard. I so will I play this? Maybe one day. I'm not gonna stop. I don't think that's how it works. Even to stop the main game to go do that because I'm so lost in the main game at this point. You know what I mean? Trying to jump back in there. What do I do with this silver sword? I got all the shit to sell, I think. Where's my fucking horse? Always oh, trapped in that house. Some weird horse shit going on in that yeah. game. No de- it was no it was no diamond dog horse. You know what I'm saying? What's the horse's name? Roach. Roach. Right, Roach. I was talking about D horse though. D horse is a piece of shit. Fuck you. D horse is just awful. D horse was better than Roach. Yeah, you don't even know you talk. You you, know, you barely got to play with D horse. You don't even talk about. I play with D horse. I gave D horse the D horse. Yeah, we compared and contrasted. Not much of a difference, believe it or not. With well, now, between, now I'm confused. Like you're between my event horizon. Oh, okay. And a horse's dick. Sure. Number six. Dragon Quest Eleven is well underway at Square Enix's Dragon Quest thirtieth anniversary project presentation in Japan. Great name, Square. Gamatsu reports. That the series creator Yuji Hori, my dude, my dude, noted that the story is almost finished and that the first portion of the game is indeed playable. But it, as it's a Dragon Quest game, it's going to be gigantic, and they need more time. He expressed hope that it will launch in the 30th anniversary year of the franchise, which runs between late May 2016 through late May 2017. That's for Japan. It's not even confirmed that it will ever come out here. I think it will. Why? Because we got fucking Dragon Quest heroes. That's why you played it. Dragon Quest Eleven is a PS4 console exclusive, but is also under development for Nintendo 3DS. The Nintendo 3DS handheld. I have no idea how those games are going to compare and contrast. Not That's well. It. it will be quite different, I imagine. I hope so. Uh, number seven. In case you haven't turned on your PlayStation 4 in a while, you'll need to update it. Firmware 3.15 went out nearly a week ago, and it is a mandatory update that improves system performance. If you haven't already downloaded it, you may want to do so now, so as to not interrupt your gameplay. Experience. I love system performance updates. Oh, me too. I always notice the difference. Yep. More stable. Number eight. The funniest news of the week. If you have a PlayStation, if you have PlayStation Plus, Sony has been gracious enough to extend your PS Plus subscription for free by a whole day because of the recent extended PSN outage. You will need to redeem a code sent to you by the end of March to receive the free day, which will be added on to the end of whatever your original PS Plus end date was. Thanks, Sony. It has. I mean, like, just don't even bother. Don't give us anything. If you give me a day, don't give me anything. I think. I mean, it's not bad. You lost a day. Here's a day. Fuck you. <laughs> but I mean, the more the fact. I love the fact you have to redeem the code. It seems like they should be able just to push an update that like bumps everyone's subscription a day, right? Instead, you have to go through and enter whatever it is, a twelve-digit code to make it work. You're like, oh, all right. It's ridiculous. Well, I don't even give a shit. I don't care that much about the day to go do that. Number nine. Number nine. Odin Sphere's remake. On PlayStation Two, uh, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Three, and PlayStation Vita, will come out on June seventh. Mm. Dragon Quest Heroes Two: The Twin Kings and the Prophecy of the End will launch on PlayStation Four, PlayStation Three, and PlayStation Vita on May twenty seventh in Japan. Its Western release date isn't yet clear. By the way, this is our roundup news story. I hear you. Oxen Free, the brand new, much spoken about adventure game, is officially coming to PlayStation Four. It was originally an Xbox One and PC exclusive. Its release date is unknown. I've played it. Have you? Are you? Gonna, have you? You haven't? Have you fucked around with it at all? No. Have you even looked at it? Are you? I know. Do you know, I know about it, it? Yeah. Okay. I, I, but it's not not for me. It, really? Yeah, it's just, and 
There's other things I want to play right now. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, right now. Well, even when it comes to PS4, I probably won't play. Okay. Although I could have sworn... It's all right. Is it, it's all right? I don't think it was great. So many people... I mean, it's like... Before... I thought I was crazy. I thought I was in crazy town, Colin. Because before it launched, got my review code. Some of my friends got their review codes. They played it before I did. And they were all telling me, if this had come out now, would have been in the running for game of the year. I was like, holy shit. Are you... F- that sounds awesome. Sat down. Some nerds it. said that though, right? Some fucking big fat nerds. All these fat nerds running around doing it. Fat nerds like me. Uh, anyway, sat down, played it. Didn't blow my hair back. Totally. It was under the expectations were up here. I went in lower than that. And I was like, ah, damn it. Maybe. And then I'm like, am I crazy? And then I, and then GameSpot and IGN and all the reviews started coming out. And they're all giving it like low eights. I was like, okay, I'm back on track. I'm not, I'm, it's not me that's wrong. I'm it's not the kids. crazy. It's the kids that are wrong. Uh, let's see. Although I could have sworn it was announced some two years ago, Rocket Birds 2 Evolution has been officially re-revealed <laughs> and will be coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita at an undetermined time. Puzzle Adventure Game Toki Tori 2 Plus will be coming to PlayStation 4 on February 23rd. Dying Light's Enhanced Edition has gone gold. It's full of some new tweaks and additions and will launch on February 9th. Are and you that excited? That is it for the news. Well, I want the DLC. Right. Oh right! I already I'm, have. I'm not gonna yeah, buy yeah, it. Anyway. That's not tied into the DLC, is it? Well, the, the well the DLC will come with it, or Same you can buy it individually. Are you gonna play the DLC for? Dying I think Light? so. Dying Light's a game I gotta get back to. Yeah, I was gonna say. And how? When you get back, I just you, don't have time. I'm not here anymore. Are you gonna restart it? You think? Are you gonna? Uh, no, probably not. I'm really quite deep into the game. Okay. So I don't think that I was just checking out, brother. Oh no. All right. The Dying Light DLC sounds pretty cool, Colin, but it it's does. so far away. If I wanted to know what came to stores, mom and grop shops, and digital networks everywhere, where would I go? The official list of upcoming PlayStation software on PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, PlayStation 3, sometimes PSP, by the kind of funny co-founders. This is a dense week. Really? And so hopefully we have some good reads here. Sexy. You ready? Is Ryan Clement's joint? Uh, presumably if he does his job. He did do his job this week. It's amazing. Uh, five-star wrestling Regenesis comes to PlayStation 4. No. Digitally. Shit. Oh, I'm excited. Five-star wrestling Regenesis is a game built on true ring psychology with heel and face mechanics, a revolutionary limb damage system, and rivalries that impact gameplay. Featuring a 40-hour campaign with 128 challenges, over 400 objectives, and more moves per wrestler than any other game. Now, here's the thing about this. They'd done the five-star wrestling on PS3. Mm. They talked to us a long time ago. Yeah, we, we were, were like the first people to ever really talk to them. And I've played it from an outlet. Rough around the edges game, but what they've always tried to do is they are trying, whenever he's like, oh, why doesn't WWE just make No Mercy again? They're trying to do that. Where there's like, here's the grapple, here's strong grapple, light grapple, hard strike, light strike kind of thing. It's fun. I'm, I, I I can't speak to this thing. Like I said, rough around the edges for sure, but I'm going to check this one out. I'll tell you right now. A Boy in His Blob comes out on PS4 digitally and will come to PS Vita on the 21st. Fuck so yeah, it's Vita. Thursday, I think. Yeah. A boy and his blob makes its triumphant return as the boy you feed blob jelly beans and watch him transform into cool and useful objects to solve puzzles and escape danger. Thank you, a boy and his blob. Can't wait to play that one. I'll tell you, Esha and Logi plus Alchemist of the Dusk Sky comes to Vita digitally. Okay. An improved Esha and Logi comes to PS Vita. The second release in the Dusk series features two main characters, a new mixing system, and a six-character battle system. Great write-up. Attractio comes to PS4 digitally. Change gravity and solve deadly puzzles in this addictive first-person puzzle platform video game. Don't mind if I do. Can people write these things better, please? Please sell your game. Who is the one who wrote into you? Banner Saga. And they they, they were like, you're right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to beat up on you. You have a great game. Sell it. Sell it. Here's what you need to do. Keep beating this drum, and then you ghostwrite him. You do some copywriting. 
You I get, should. I you, should do that. You say, send me this, and then I'll rework it. I'll massage it for you. Like, five, so far, five-star wrestling is the only one that's, like, good. Okay. Because it, like, describes the game. It gave me a lot to know. Well, I, mean, I, I know about I'm, the jelly beans in the blob. Yeah, but uh, you can do more. Holy shit. My mind just got blown. Do you think the blob is the ghost of Ronald Reagan? No. Baseball Riot <laughs> comes to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. Lay this di- one on it, Lay Digitally, this one on and it's cross-buy. Baseball Riot is a fun physics-based puzzle game packed with slapstick comedy and mayhem. Take control of retired star batter Gabe Capraccio or Capraccio as he goes on a crusade to free his former team from the grasp of Explodes Inc. That's not bad. Not terrible. Coiler Sigma comes to PS4 digitally. Wielding magic blades, four girls fight back successive waves of monsters in this exhilarating hack and slash action game. There are various battle styles and you can mix and match four weapons to form your own play style. You had a good start there. Fell off at the end. Dark Cloud 2 comes hey! to PS4 digitally the ps2 game build your world invent your weapons create your adventure discover a secret binding the past present and future a secret where an innocent inventor a temporal warrior and an ageless evil hold the key i remember buying that game for some reason like really well i remember buying dark cloud one i never put i never bought dark cloud two the deadly tower of monsters comes to ps4 digitally okay green screen lasers and a tower full of deadly monsters when dick star speed crash lands his rocket on the planet of gravoria He'll have to fight through dinosaurs, nuclear ants, and other skilled costumed stuntmen to make it up to the deadly tower of monsters. Damn. How's that one sound to you? Interesting. I don't know what it is. Well, yeah, what kind of fucking game is. is that? What kind of game is that? Inside My Radio comes to PS4 digitally. Can you beat the beat journey as a green LED mysteriously trapped inside a dying boob box and play the ultimate musical experience in this rhythmic platform adventure where every action needs to be on the right of the, be right on the beat? Sorry about that. Bring electro, dub, and disco music back to life. Okay, that's not terrible. That was a good one. I know what I'm getting into with that one. Klaus or Klaus. Oh. Comes to PS4 digitally. Klaus or Klaus is a precision-based puzzle platformer with a self-aware narrative and unique PS4 touchpad-based controls. Klaus's tight and challenging platforming takes inspiration from hyper-precise classics such as Super Meat Boy and Mega Man, combined with a tense and emotionally engaging narrative akin to Limbo and Thomas Was Alone. That's how you write it up. I've played this game. Do you like it? I, well, I, I don't want to go that far on record. We play. They sent us a build after PSX because I asked for builds after PSX of all the PSX games that were there. Or they reached out to me. They sent it, played it, didn't do a Let's Play with it or anything because we got like a million builds that day and I ran through a bunch of stuff. I'm interested in it. What I played in the beginning seemed very interesting. The, the platforming was there from what they're talking about. You know what I mean? There's definitely a feel, definitely a style to it. Did not play enough to give you a thumbs up or thumbs down on it, but I'm interested in it. And they're not afraid to share the, the game, which is always a good sign. Sure. Life is Strange comes to PS4 retail. Mm-hmm. You are Max, a photography senior who saves her old friend Chloe by discovering she can rewind time. The pair soon find themselves exposed to the darker side of Arcadia, Arcadia Bay, as they uncover the disturbing truth behind the sudden disappearance of a fellow student. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Johnny Epps writes into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can and says, Hey, Greg and Colin. Hello. My New Year's resolution is to become more active in the kind of funny forum starting right now. I figure you must be sick of VR questions by now between PSX and CES, so let me mix it up. My personal game of the year, Life is Strange, has a limited physical release January 22nd. With positive, I'm sorry, with the positive press the title has received in multiple Game Awards ceremonies, the first episodic adventure to do so since Telltale's Walking Dead Season 1, did it earn a place on your personal game of the year lists? I watched Greg and Christine live stream episode 3, and I've been eager to know his thoughts on the full game. Thanks, John from Ireland. Kind of funny community? Friend me on KF Forums. Hit me up on PSN. Johnny Epps. J-O-H-N-N-I-E-P-S. Colin, have you played any Life is Strange? 
No, no. Then I'll take it from here. I Over the break, played through Life is Strange, and if you watch the Gamescast, you know that for my top 10 games of the year, it got an honorable mention because I didn't have time to marinate on it. Loved the experience. Loved the game. Super stoked that it's now getting another like jolt of people talking about it because it's coming out of this. But I feel I do feel like I missed the boat on being able to talk about this earlier. You know what I mean? It's one of those games that if I had been playing it while it was happening, I would have been telling more people to go play. So if you're watching this and you care about it, if you're at all interested in Life is Strange, go play Life is Strange. Great story. Cool gameplay. I like I like it. What is happening? What? If you're all interested in Life is Strange, go play Life is Strange. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All well, right. you know how it is. Like you hear about a game, you're like that sounds interesting, but I don't know if I'm gonna like plunk down the money for it. So it's one of those things where you like you, people tell me to go see a movie, but they really tell me. To I'm telling if you, yes, exactly. I'm telling you, person who cares about it, to go see it if you you're, if you're at all a little bit tiny interested. And if you've already beaten Life is Strange, exciting news that tomorrow, director of Life is Strange coming here to kind of funny, uh, to do a one on one podcast with me, spoiler cast, talk about it, where it came to be, how it came to be, what when it's is all that? about. Tomorrow. Oh, that's fine. Doing it and Tuesday afternoon we'll record it. It'll go up sometime. Usually I'm up on everything we're doing, so it's a surprising. That really, you're not. No, no, no. It's the opposite. Actually, usually it's, it's totally not that. Here's what I'm also stoked about it though. Putting out, they're putting out this no, limited edition, this no disc, no this disc version. No I'm really maybe they'll put another platinum trophy in the mix. That would be nice. That'd be nice. Soupy sales. You know what I'm saying? Soupy sales. Soupy sales. You know what I'm saying? It's your second soupy sales reference. I love soupy sales. What up, soupy? All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We're not even close to being done. Oddworld New and Tasty comes to PS Vita digitally. Which, over on Twitter, has earned a limited physical release as well. Oh, okay, great. They were doing one of those things of like, if we can get this many retweets, and they got that many retweets. Explore ancient ruins, dodge carnivorous beasts, and avoid trigger-happy hunting parties is Abe, the original Oddworld hero in this lovingly recrafted take on PlayStation Classic, Abe's Odyssey. Did we fix him? Yeah, Kevin did for the most part. That finger's still all screwed up, but what are you going to do? I do have bad news though. While you were gone, Shovel Knight just we had to let we had to take him out back. Really? He just kept breaking. He just like we glued him back together, worst. and then he fell back apart. What do you mean, you guys? You guys? Get I can't him in. be held responsible for what's in here. I have the amiibo now, so I'm good. Okay. Red game without a great name comes to PS Vita digitally. Red game without a great name is a 2D puzzle arcade game where you control a mechanical bird carrying a secret message. Your goal is to deliver the letter to the recipient's cage. Actually, do 60 of them. It won't be an easy task. You will have to face different traps along the way, including barbed wire, windmill blades, spikes, and many others. That's a reasonable explanation. Of what I'm is. intrigued by everything they just said. Plus, it's on Vita, so it's already great. Resident Evil Zero HD comes to PS4 and PS3 digitally. Resident Evil Zero reveals the truth behind the mansion incident, the catalyst for the entire storyline of the Resident Evil series. This remastered version takes the story and gameplay of the original and adds stunning HD graphics, 5.1 channel surround sound, and modern controls. I love Resident Evil Zero. I fucking love it. And I used to get really mad back on GameCube when people didn't. It's it. There's revisionist history about this game. There's so much revisionist history. So many people hated Majora's Mask. I always loved it. Everyone loves Majora's Mask now. Everyone hated Wind Waker. Now everyone loves Wind Waker. Everyone hated Resident Evil Zero. Now everyone loves Resident Evil Zero. Here's my thing. Mate. Give me a fucking break I think with this. you just hang, you hung out with a bad crowd. These GameFAQ kids, all they, they were on there. They just hated everything. Remember Zelda? Yeah, I do remember that. The game's everyone, too fucking pretty. We don't want to play it. It's everyone way who too piled pretty. into my room in college to watch me play that game didn't didn't bitch about it. It's no, just I people just on the like, internet. You have to let it go, Colin. I understand back then you didn't know that people on the internet are mad about everything, but they don't mean any I of didn't it. Realize now you, that now back you then. know. Now you know everyone on the internet who's mad about anything is full of shit. Resident Evil Zero came out 13 years ago. That makes me feel so we're very, very old. old. We're very old. God, I remember buying that too. Because I remember buying Resident Evil 2 and 3 
Resident Evil. Well, Remake came out the fall before, I think. And then Resident Evil 2 and 3, they just put on GameCube discs as is mm. and released them. I remember buying those. I remember pre-ordering them for some reason. You didn't want it, You wanted to get it. Resident Evil Origins Collection came to PS4 or comes to PS4 Retail. Return to the series Origins discover the truth behind what led to the horrors at the mansion in Resident Evil in this fan favorite and popular prequel title mm. to the series. Stardust Vanguards comes to PS4 digitally. This looks like my kind of game. Shoot and slice your rivals as you summon your own personal NPC army for backup. The game's random event system makes each battle unique as computer-controlled space pirates try to win battles for themselves. Stardust Vanguard brings arcade action, a dash of strategy, and tons of bullets to competitive couch multiplayer fans. Oh, multiplayer. That's too Competitive bad. couch, though. And Tachyon, or Tachyon Project. Tachyon. How do you think you say that? T-A-C-H-Y-O-N. Tachyon? Tachyon. Tachyon Projects is an action-packed dual-stick shooter so far, driven so by a story. Through the story mode, you'll progressively unlock all the weapons, secondary weapons, and perks available to configure your ship. You'll need them to face the increasingly hard enemies you'll find within more than, with more than 30 types. So, enemy types? You'll need them to types? face the increasingly hard enemies you'll f- find with more than 30 different types. I don't like that sense. It's not great, but I I'm understand. getting like deeper and deeper, going deeper down the rabbit hole with like critiquing these. I don't mean to insult anyone. No, I not. want them to sell their games, you know? They need to, someone needs to emphasize to them, like we emphasize to the Banner Saga guys, like people read this shit and it's going to matter. Here's what I want everybody to do. Somebody who's listening to this right now works at PlayStation. You walk over to Dan Shoe's team, your Adam Boyses, your Geo Corsis, right? Tell them that Colin Moriarty will freelance copy, edit, ghostwrite. So they, the PlayStation people get the, the description, send it to Colin. He sends it back to them. They publish it on the blog. You get profit. I'll do it. $100 right up. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's like, there's, like, there's like two sentences there. The artisanal write up. I like how your artisanal tweet that you crafted during this show was about this show and about the off topicness of the 20 that's minutes. That's about as artisanal as it gets. That's, that's right there. That's now, local. do you say artisanal or artisanal? I say artisanal. I think, when, I I think heard, when, when me and Eric joke around and we say artisanal, though, because that sounds more Where did the artisanal tweet come from? I believe was it was. Was it Kentucky? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I could have sworn I, I yelled that at Eric at some point when he was doing something because we were making fun of everybody else about, you know, artisanal everything and the whispers, you know, this. The whisper. Oh, I'll tell you what. Did while you, you were gone, did, where'd you go? I was watching. Oh, no. Oh. I went to a bunch of places, but I was uh, watching TV and they had worst chefs in America on or whatever. And Tyler Florence was on there. And I guess what? Tyler Florence could walk into the room right now and walk out. I would have no idea what he looks like. Really? T- dude, Tyler Because I was watching him like, oh, he's with the, the bleach blonde hair lady. And then she was talking and then they went back and then it popped up. I was like, oh, shit. Paula Deen? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know, like the rock star chef lady. She's a bit bigger. She's got bleach blonde hair. No idea. I, She's I, on I, worst I, chef I, in America. I mean, I don't. You watch Food Network. Don't act like you. I really don't anymore. Shows, but you 1997 did. to... 2010, I was pretty fucking up on Food Network. I watched a lot of Food Network. Yeah. Because I was really obsessed with, uh, well, there, there's a few shows I'm really obsessed with, but Good Eats was like, you know, Alton Brown. Fucking rad show. I love Alton Brown. You know Alton Brown? I know Alton Brown. But do you know him? Yeah. And then. I know him enough to know Iron like Chef, of course, the original Iron Chef. Yeah. Remember when Bobby Flay went over to Japan to do it that. and he stood on the cutting board and offended the shit out of everyone? Yeah. Fuck him. And then he lost. He then he went him. back and won. Yeah. Then he showed up on Entourage and fucked Ari's wife. That's great. See, here's the problem. Yeah, lay it on me. About Iron Chef. Yeah. Is that it was awesome when they just didn't Americanize it. Mm, yeah, okay. And I used to watch the... I remember it was on... I mean, it was always on, but I remember I, I worked at a deli in high school and I'd have to get up at like fucking six or seven in the morning to like go to work on slice a Sunday to slice the cheese yeah. to make egg sandwiches. I worked like seven to five or something, like some absurd fucking... I, ugh. And... 
I used to just stay up and watch like Iron Chef because I fucking loved it because there was like a bunch of them on that night. Oh, what a show. Wait, so you went home at five and then stayed up? To- no, no, no. Before I went in the morning, Saturday said, night. That's not what you said. Oh, okay. Worked seven to five Sunday. So you're saying so you I'd came home up- Saturday nights. Correct. Gotcha. Correct. That seems, why didn't you get some sleep? You could have cut off your finger. Ever seen The Wrestler? I used to sleep weird hours. There were times I used to have hockey practice mm-hmm. at like literally 530 in the morning sometimes. So I would literally just stay up, go play hockey and then go do about my business and then go to bed. Sometimes I would my I remember my my I had my AP English teacher told me that I was weird because sometimes I would go to sleep after school and then just get up and then. Oh, OK. And then just but, live your life. Yeah. I had a weird. Well, shockingly. I was going to say, thank weird, God it didn't wear. You got out of it. And now you're a totally normal person. My sleep schedule is all wonked out again, though. I know. What time did you go to bed today? Eight in the morning. <laughs> now we're recording right. this show at 1036 in the evening. All right. That's it for the games, my friend. Time for topic of the show. Tots, 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 tots. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for an interview with the one and only Mike Biffle. You know Mike Biffle, of course, is the developer of Thomas Was Alone. He did volume, and he's going to talk about volume coda today. His PlayStation VR. It turns out I like expansion. Good, I like a good coda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess how much this coda is going to cost you? Nine ninety nine. Nothing. It's an ex- a free expansion. As far as I understand, volume. it's going to call it be, be Well, this interview is going to solve all that, tell you how many levels in it, and also talk about how Mike Bithel became Mike Bithel. Let's go to it. As I live and breathe, Mike Bithel. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be joining you. It's very exciting. So now that volume is out on Vita... I'm assuming you just sit at home and drink all day and eat Cheetos and hang out. I mean, I I did beforehand. That's why it took so long. You know. Um. <laughs> no, congratulations, no, congratulations. It's great. Out. It's it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's been. It's obviously took longer than we than we originally hoped. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's nice to have it out there, and it's nice that people are like digging it and stuff, which is which is always kind of a, a nice surprise because obviously. I hate everything. Oh, um, no. So it's nice when it gets out there. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's 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 my curse. Well, I'm is, sure you're the same stuff. You no, know, I love all my stuff. I put out my stuff, and I'm oh, like, why didn't this get more there. views? This is an amazing... <laughs> Steve Gaynor interview is amazing. It took me forever, and nobody cares. Great. You're all hacks. You are, I'm like Van Gogh. I'll be appreciated after my yeah. death. Yeah, you're they, you're not you're not by your con- understood by your contemporary. You understand. Experiment. Yeah, you get it. See? That's one of those yeah. things. You're, you're Da Vinci. We're chilling out doing the same thing at the same time. I'm early Raphael. Exactly. There you go. So... What is it like right now to be done with volume? Because you'd been working on it for uh, how long were you working on it? Uh, volume was so I quit my day job in 2013, like the start of 2013, because I made Thomas was alone the year before. And it took a little while for that one to kind of get going and find people. And then, yeah, I just kind of quit my job, hoping, you know, I basically had a year's salary in the bank. And I was like, okay, I can be brave. I have a year's salary in the bank. This is the point <laughs> where I'm going <laughs> to This is where I'm going to have the nerve. So and and you know, split off and started a company and and then yeah, so from there up to this point really, but you know, it's it's still not over. We're doing like the we're doing the, the all the VR stuff and everything now, but mm. uh it's uh it's yeah, it's been a it's been a long road. It's a it was a big project, but uh yeah, it's it's nice. It's it's a weird feeling when you finish something. It's like um it's like finishing school, right? Like sure. it's you're 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 excited to be moving on to the next thing, but at the same time, you know, you you miss the old team and you miss the 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 process you're going through before. So it's it's bittersweet. So right now, I mean, are you already thinking of the next one? I figure I feel, I feel like game development is always like, oh, cool, you put years of your life into this thing. That's great. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. your next project? Are you in pre-production? What's that staff look like? 
<laughs> there's this like this brief like three days like i always do it where i'm because uh, you know before thomas I, I worked on a bunch of different games and stuff and there's always this kind of period when you finish a game you're like right i'm taking a i'm taking a month off i'm gonna just chill <laughs> and then about two days in you're like oh no that's a really good idea i want to do that yeah that's, yeah, yeah. you start drawing so, on documents and you're to keep your little napkins yeah exactly like making little prototypes and stuff so yeah we've got a bunch of a bunch of things we're kind of fiddling with now um a couple of smaller things uh like there's one specific little prototype i i kind of started fiddling with while while volume was just kind of finishing up um i think that might see the light of day and then there's like much 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 bigger things which are more kind of the like we'll have a conversation in a couple of years about them kind of projects but uh, i'm excited about those conversations it's a good it's a it's good there's lots of exciting kind of different scales of things and i think um volumes definitely open some doors which is nice so i guess that yeah what i mean is it too early i mean it's it's this weird thing right of like there's been the window right where volume came out on playstation 4 on pc it was out there you could play it and then there was the run-up to vita like what what is what's what have the reactions been like? Do, I mean, when it came out on PlayStation Four, was it a bigger pop, or when it, I mean, were people waiting for Vita? How does it all shake out for you in terms of like the timeline? Yeah, I mean, the, the, it it did. It had a quite a nice launch. You know, it got lots of coverage, got lots of noise, which is you know what you know as an indie, that's what you're hoping oh, yeah, for, yeah. right? Like any noise, like any visibility, and you know, people were very kind, and I got lots of kind of coverage and stuff which is great um and then yeah it kind of it's rolled it's done its thing on pc pretty well ps4 we immediately saw like that audience getting really into i think maybe because you know if if for me it feels more like a console game sure. in terms of like it feels oh it means you, it feels good it feels like a fun <laughs> experience don't 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 trap me in saying something i'll get told off on the internet no, don't for you. i'll take it for you <laughs> your words yeah, your yeah, exactly. words but no i think like like i feel like and thank you for the compliment by the way um like yeah it, so it, it kind of found that playstation audience but there was always that thing there was always that feeling that like it felt like people might be being a bit hesitant because they were waiting for the vita mm. and it feels like the vita has just kind of kind of switched on something and just We've seen a massive number of and players kind of coming. That's what's in. interesting to me is that I, you know, you. I don't know if you've ever seen PS. I love you, XOXO, or anything. Colin and I do. We talk about the Vita I, a lot. You, you know, I watch the show. I know. But I'm know. just, I'm just letting you say it. So then everybody watches. Is like, oh, he's one of us. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah. No, it's. I, you tweeted the other day after the launch of Vita, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to the effect of, you know, people, developers don't think it's worth putting their time into it, but the numbers we're seeing are crazy. Is is that correct? Yeah, I mean, crazy might be overstating okay. it. I mean, obviously, I can't go like into super specifics, but like, it's certainly done. It's I, I know when we were working on it, you know, the conversation was, well, we've said we're going to do it, we're going to do it, we're going to get this out, and you know, obviously, like, it was a long time, so I think a lot of people kind of maybe thought maybe we were going to quietly kind of cancel it or something, you know. Uh, but we always that we always, every other week with a game. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I think we were. The conversation was never about like, oh, it's we've got to bring it out to Vita because that's where the audience is going to be and sure. it's going to be really exciting. It the conversation was always, this is something we said we were going to do, so let's do it. Um, and so I think honestly, we went into it with kind of quite small expectations. We were like, you know, this is this is something we're doing. You know, uh, Greg will make ten jokes about it on Twitter, and then we'll see a few people play it, and it'll be fine. It'll be nice, and we, you know, we'll know that we did a good job and we did something we were going to say we said we were going to do. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was surprised. I was surprised. Like, there's a considerable number of players who we, because obviously we have access to some of the numbers, so we can see yeah. kind of, oh, these players are like either players who already own the game, who then grabbed it for their Vita as well, or people who you know picked up the game you know specifically for the Vita version. Um, and we see all these players kind of doing it, and then just kind of 
on like a like a noise level thing, you know, Twitter became very noisy with kind of the audience kind of getting onto that and kind of screen grabbing their platinums for me and kind of chatting with me about it. And 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 that's 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 really cool. As a creator, that's just getting any kind of conversation going with someone who's playing your stuff is always exciting. Um, and yeah, and I, I honestly, like, you know, I, I put a lot of that down to you guys. I think your audience have been absolutely amazing and like super spoiled of the game, which sure. is, which is cool. But and it's, as a, it's, and, it's you know, a cheat code for us though. Right. Cause we kind of always talk about it. Like when we go to PS, like I don't at PSX this year, this year, they had to give me a security detail, which was really weird. But like we talk about it in the fact if it, when you think about Venn diagrams, like, the the circle mm. that likes Colin and Greg is the circle that is PlayStation. It's just a circle. You know what I mean? Yeah, they lay directly over each other. Up. It seems like there's nobody who hates us that likes PlayStation. Yeah. And and that's and that's and that's been really nice. And I think um yeah, and it's it's just it's 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 been it's been cool. And and you've got you've got a cool audience. I'm a you know, someone who genuinely like I know everyone always says, like, oh no, I totally listen to the podcast and watch stuff. I genuinely watch your stuff sure. and like comments are always really decent the the kind of the attitude of the community is always awesome so it's a nice audience to be talking to about a game anyway um and then we've seen you know obviously like people outside of that as well so it's so far so good man and we're seeing the same thing indie games always see is when it does when a game does well on one platform that helps on others sure. so we're seeing a nice little bump on everything else so yeah it's been a really it's been a good week greg i'll be honest with you it's been a good week good. It's, you deserve it i mean that's the big thing about it is like you're a stand-up guy number one but you make great games and now that's here it is it, real quick question was there ever were you ever thinking about canceling it on vita no okay no no i i don't think I mean, I'm never, I'm, I'm definitely never going to comment on anyone else. But like, sure. you know, if I, if I, if I say I'm making a game for somewhere, then if I don't, there's a very good reason. I think the only time it even crossed my mind as like maybe this isn't a good idea was, you know, we obviously, you know, it took a while, and, and one of the reasons it took a while was we, uh, we had some technical challenges, like getting for specifically getting the frame rate to a, mm. a level that that I was comfortable with, that I was like, no, this is, this is actually playing. Okay. This feels good. <laughs> um, getting like, there were certain points where it's like, if this is, if this comes down to like releasing a subpar version of the game versus not releasing a version of the game, I think that's the only mm. context in which I would even consider it. But, but then, you know, we, you know, the, the, the guys making it, the coders did some clever stuff and, you know, we, 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 we pull a lot of cheats um, I saw you commenting on like the, the, the you have to close the game to open trophies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. So just switching on, like, you know, plugging into some of Sony's kind of dark magic to kind of turn off some background processes sure. just to get every bit of power we can. Um, and yeah, in the end, I think it, I think it kind of, it paid off and no, I, the game yeah. is reviewing well. And it's, it's, it seems that it's, it's a it's a good version of the game, and that was the thing for me. Is I never want, and this was I remember back with Thomas was alone when we did the mobile versions of that. Like I was the guy arguing against an iPad version because I was like, platformers suck on iPads. <laughs> this is not going to work. Um, and I'm always the one who needs convincing because I don't want a bad version of one of my games out there, or at least let me put that a different way. I don't want a version that's worse than the other version. Yeah, you don't want there. one that's up to your standard. That makes sense. Hmm. And that yeah, that was the thing. You know when uh when it was when it was seeming to struggle and it was when we're going to get it and how is it going to come out and da, da, da. that was my concern obviously with it of like well should i just give in and play it on playstation 4 i'm like no damn it i said i'd play this on planes this is meant held your ground this is meant for planes and it you know it's, it turns out the version's awesome and yeah it totally stands up to what i think I it's, 
I think it suits as well, and I, I think that the, it's a shorter session game as well, which I, which I think kind of fits the, which was not by design. Obviously, that's a, a nice mistake, but I think, um, I think, it, I think it suits the Vita on that sense as well. So yeah, no, we're we're really happy. No, that, I mean that's the reason I love it, and why you know I I'm not getting cocky about it, but I plan to platinum <laughs> it. And it's just because, like, I'm not going to do I'm going to do it at my own pace and stuff just because it'll be something I save for. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm on the plane and I want to play a bunch of these or I have 10 minutes here on this bus ride. I can do one level and, you know, chip away at it that way. I want you to make some levels as well. Okay. Have you ever tried that? Have you ever done any, like, level design kind of? Have you ever played with that in a game? Uh, Little Big Planet. That'd be about it. Okay. I was really bad at it in Little Big Planet. Maybe I don't want you. Don't make any lopsided jumps and stuff. You know, (laughs) you have all those things. Then you, you ever play, you ever do this and then you try to, like, connect and you're gluing things and then you try to move one thing and it turns out you glued it five t- things to everything you're like ah oh, jesus christ oh man i remember i remember my first job like as a i was like a junior level designer my first ever job and i made this whole like intricate level and then i realized that over the course of the level all the doors got slightly smaller each time <laughs> so when you tried to play it like you couldn't get through the last door it's like oh <laughs> i love that stuff so talk to me you, you touch on that talk to me a little bit we you know we've 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 been around you and i mm. we've enjoyed each other's you company know. But even at GDC Absolutely. this year, or last year, I guess, Jesus Christ, it's been a while. Last year at GDC, <laughs> you came through, you showed volume, you brought this little Japanese boy to, to test the game with you. Yeah. Beyond that, even, and back to Thomas was alone and stuff, for you in game development, when does it start? You're talking about, you know, your first crack at making levels and stuff. Like, how long ago was that, and how did you find your way to it? That was, like, eight, eight and a half years ago, uh-huh. kind of was my start. Um, so I... I did. Um, I got like a a, ver- a junior job at a company called Blitz Games over in the UK. Who probably like they weren't a massively known studio. There's about 200 of us, but I think probably best known for like and this is off brand, but Fusion Frenzy on the Xbox. Okay. Yeah, they yeah, did. Uh, they did a Dead to Rights game. If you remember that franchise, the Cop and the Dog yeah, game. Yeah, they, they did the reboot, um, right? They did the reboot. Shadow exactly. no, and Shadow would run and die and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah. So I so I worked on that. That was one of my one of well, not one of my games. I was one of a big team working no, no, on that. You made, thanks for the you shout made out. Dead by the way, re- reboot. No, that's fine. I made. I was I was the director of that. Thanks for the shout out. By the way, in your um awards uh, speech. Oh. Um. Someone who has been that person on many games. Right. That was that was nice. Well, no. I think I a lot of developers. That. that was cool yeah that was the um, point of it i mean i'm well aware of how much you guys go through you know what i mean like it, for me yeah, yeah. It, it, when when it became clear that i was going to win trending gamer of the year right when you know because people would vote and then send me like oh that you have 68 percent of the vote is like ah crap i'm, I'm gonna have to <laughs> say something like, you have to write something it wasn't lost it. on me how ridiculous it was to be like the only non-vo or developer or whoever producer on stage you know what i mean and so i wanted to make sure people knew that like i wasn't taking that moment for granted that i thought i was, that was very that was really cool. It's a so yeah. I was that person. I was the the member of a big team for the first yeah for like the first uh, kind of four years of my career, just kind of doing level design. It's, doing had you gone so, to college for it, like computer programming? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was someone who did. Um, I did. <laughs> I did like one of these computer game design degrees. Okay. Um, which was like back then that was weird. Sure. Like that, I think there's there's way more of them now. They're much more established. And they're really good, a lot of them. But like when I did it, it was kind of, it was kind of just testing that ground. You're throwing your life uh, away, Bithel, they'd say. I, that was it, right? Like everyone, all of my mates were just like, yeah, sure, you're going to get a job in the games industry. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, so I did that and then went to Blitz, worked on a bunch of things, some SpongeBob stuff, uh, worked on Dead to Rights. I did uh, some of the, like the cutscene integration and all that kind of stuff on that okay. and worked my way through a few projects. Then uh, worked on some Facebook stuff, but in my own time at that point, I'd started making Thomas was alive. Gotcha. So like, yeah, so so yeah, Coda 
uh, which is the the volume VR game. That'll be my 10th released game, I think. And that's the thing. It's always really funny when people come up to me and say, oh my goodness, like, you know, Thomas Was Alone was your first game and volume's the second game. It's like, no, let me tell you. <laughs> You're an overnight success. <laughs> you yeah, like there, was, there was some wilderness years, you know, um, and it's and it's cool. I think I think that's uh, that's how a lot of in- game industry careers happen, right? That they people work, I think in a lot of things, people work on lots of different stuff and then maybe become known for something later. Yeah. And people kind of don't know that you've also been, yeah, you've done a few things before that. Sure, sure. So you start working on Thomas Was Alone while you're at the big company still. Yes. And then you, do you release it while you're there? Um, <laughs> so I, I made like a little, like a little prototypey, like a game jam kind of version of Thomas Was Alone um, while I was at the big company. And, and like it kind of did quite well and was on, like it was on a bunch of different stuff and it got some coverage and, and things. And it like spooked a few people. And there was like, like, cause at that point I was like, I was just like, you know, employee number 67. Yeah, yeah. And it was a kind of a weird thing that I was being written about on games websites and stuff. And, and I wasn't used to it and it was all super weird, but they were really cool. Actually. I kind of, they basically like said, Mike, you know, you came up with this. Um, we don't want to make a game about rectangles cause that won't sell. <laughs> um, so this is yours now. And they gave me like, you know, contract saying as much. Uh, and, and then I quit <laughs> and, uh, went and worked, uh, for a friend's company doing like social games. So the bulk of the game was made while I was working at a slightly smaller studio. Gotcha, um, gotcha. but yeah, like this, 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 they, I've, I've had a lot of very nice people indulge me to allow me to, to do this stuff so there's a lot of people i owe favors to basically i'm sure that's how that's kind of the name of the game i think that's right yeah yeah absolutely so thomas was alone comes out mm-hmm. sells well that, yeah. that you said that allows you to quit your job and that job was the small studio thing that's right yeah okay cool and then you branch out with biffle games and do your own thing and then yeah and then it's it's a story that i'm sure yeah it's yeah very much similar to what you guys have done like you know just like at that point you're just sitting down you're like right what who's the dream team who are right. which of my friends do i want to work with and build stuff with and and let's build something the way we cuz you have you know you work you work for other people for a while you know there are things you love about the way things are done there are things that you're like actually i think you maybe can do this a bit differently sure. and then you have your own ideas and and you kind of bounce all that around and and yeah, and that was what volume came out of. And it was, you know, it's just a matter of finding cool people. And and the cool thing with volume as well was it was it was uh it was a lot of people doing a little work. So we had like and that doesn't mean we were lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but what it meant was like I could get like an amazing someone who was like the best cutscene animator I knew and get him to come in and do like two months work. Or I could get like a writer that I really admired to come in and do like a, a draft of something for me for a week or, you know, get Andy Circus for three hours to record the bad guys. Which voice. was ridiculous, like, right? Like when you, t- when that got announced, when you told me about that, I was like, how did you do that? And you're like, I begged. It did. That is the, that is the background story to any story about like me getting something I want is I, is I begged. I was, I just got really lucky. Like, and it was, it was really, it was really funny. Cause, um, like, you know, we got the, we, 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 you know, I, I hired a casting director to try and, and try and get them. Um, and, and, you know, we got the okay from the agent, but the message was basically Mr. Circus is busy filming Star Wars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which by the way the best opening to any any email i think it's my no i think they had announced it. i think i was it was before the trailer but like mr circus is busy filming star wars uh, which is obviously a higher profile project and you're like no really you're like really? outraged I'm, you're out i am outraged, outraged sir dead. 
Yeah. Um, and but but you know they said like he likes the script, he liked he likes the part, he'd like to do it. Um, and it was and it was left as basically at some point in the next three months you will receive an email and you will have forty eight hours <laughs> to set up a recording. And we just had basically like a VO studio in London who just said to us like it's fine, call us, we will find a way to make this work and it all came together and we managed to get that we managed to find that that little chunk of time where i guess jj was busy that day or something <laughs> like we just got like this little window uh which yeah it's it was it was lovely and very kind of of andy to do that for so us so did you not have like a relationship with him prior did you just like cold not, email him not at all i well no i so i i tried doing that and couldn't kind of find my way to him so i ended up he's the first time i've ever actually brought in like a casting director because uh. like danny wallace who did thomas was alone like that was like just me cold emailing him and it turned out he was a massive gamer so he was like yeah i want to make an indie game that'd be awesome um whereas yeah with andy we that was more of a kind of a traditional kind sure. of you go to a casting director they know the agents and and all that stuff happens but you you, you never believe it like, you, like i remember like the the day before recording andy i was like i'm gonna show up and it's it's gonna be andy circus but it's not gonna be the andy circus some some 15 year old called andy circus it's gonna be spelt with a c and he's gonna and you know it's gonna be weird but um yeah and he wandered in and i was shaking i was just like because i'm you know obviously a nerd so like he's in half the stuff i love yeah. you know and, and yeah it's just he was really great to work with really kind gave me a big hug as he left and it's like oh thank and you then he invited, <laughs> and then he invited you to the star wars premiere and that's and that's how i got the part in star wars so i'm just <laughs> no 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 but um, yeah, he's really cool. So the other thing is, you, we, we're talking about your timeline here. We're talking about all this stuff happened. Thomas was mm. alone, does well enough that you're able to quit your job, go out and do this full time or whatever. Mm. Again on Twitter, I believe it was you posted saying that Volume had done well enough, right? And it's like first uh, in, a, in a short a period of time that like equaled all of Thomas was alone, correct? Uh, not quite. Okay. Not it. Not. Right. Um, the weird thing is that Thomas was alone continues to do really well, sure. which throws off. So you can't, unfortunately, <laughs> you can't make those kind of well, things. Well, you made which some is, comparison though, right? Or was it just big? No, so it was, it was, I think it was, I can't remember and I might be massively getting the dimes wrong, but it was something like the first, I think it was the first month of volume was the same as the first six months of Thomas gotcha. was alone or something like sure, that. Sure, sure. And it, and, and that trends continued, you know, volume is, is Thomas, but bigger. Um, and that's, and that's really nice. It's not, you know, it's, it's not the mega kind of avalanche, but it's, it's doing its thing and, and people seem to be finding it and liking it. And that's, uh, and that's cool. But yeah, it, it, it means that we can take a step up, which is, which is the exciting part is, you know, Thomas was alone, was obviously a very small game. Volume was like, it was still small, but it was pushing a little bit above that. And, uh, and we're going to get to keep kind of stepping things up a bit, which is, which is exciting to me. Cause that's, I, I, you know, I want to make, I want to make really cool games and, and, you know, previous successes help with that in terms of, you know, obviously having money to be able to pay people <laughs> is useful, but also just like, you know, the reputation and, and, you know, having released a couple of games that have been well received, obviously, yeah, opens doors and, and makes things possible. So, uh, so yeah, we've been, we've been incredibly blessed with that game. It's done, it's done really well. And it's, uh, it's exciting. It's, it means that basically I get to make more games and that's ultimately all I ever want. So, so okay. It's talking about more games. So mm. if Thomas was alone, you're, let me walk you through the next 10 years. Greg. No, that, I'm driving at that, <laughs> but not in that way. Thomas sure. was alone. You're the little rectangle. 
Volume. Yeah. It's a knockoff Metal Gear, and that's fantastic. Thank God. <laughs> then you talk about Volume Coder for VR that's coming up. Yeah. Nobody knows what the hell that's going to look like. You won't tell us. I'll tell you. All right, good. Tell me. What have I, what have I said? I'm trying to think what I've said and what I'm allowed to say. You said all. Say. You said, the whole game design doc's out there, so you can just tell us everything. If you could put it, it. turn your computer around like your laptop I'll and just, show I'll us. Just, I'll, go and, I'll go and get the PlayStation VR headset. I'll hold over the webcam for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, so Coda is, it's an expansion. So it's basically, um, uh, so you've, you've, you, you've, you're playing volume. Yeah. So volume is a hundred levels with uh, voiceover story and kind of this, this world building around it. But ultimately it's, you know, a hundred cool stealth levels and then a bunch of user generated content. Um, what Coda is, is Coda is an expansion pack. Essentially it's like an old school expansion pack, uh, that's free. Um, so it's uh, 30 levels. I think I've said that. Don't know if I've said that. Might yeah, be exclusive. If, if, I have it. I've said it now. Three it hours now. after this post, go to GameSpot.com and see if this has been newsed. Then you know yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. say it before. That's, that's what I did wrong. I get in trouble. I get the, I'll get the call from my uh, business guy and he'll be like, God what did you do? Uh, so uh, 30 levels and then like new story and new characters. You know, We went back to the studio and recorded a bunch of new stuff. Um, and it kind of works as well. It's called Coda, right? So it's like an epilogue to the main game that kind of ties up some of the loose ends, tells a little bit more of the story, gives you kind of some of how things react to what, what happened in the main game. But in terms of the playing of it, it's, um, it's yeah, it's it's the same game, basically, in terms of how it plays. It, you know, it controls in very similar way. Um, but yeah, we've we've come up with a different way of presenting that for VR, and I think that's the bit that I'm not meant to be talking about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep shut. Uh, but I think of a uh, bitch. I was gonna say, nice... is it first person? What's happening? How does it work? I, I, it's definitely not first person because okay. it's. It, it, I don't think that would work. But it's a it's a VR way of playing that game. So we're not you know we're not presenting it as this is like this is this is this crazy new kind of VR game. Sure. But it's it's it is what it is. It's a, an expansion and a port, and it's a way of us playing and kind of dipping our toe in with with the VR technology, which is exciting. Um, and we found a few ways to use VR to do some do some cool stuff. So uh, I think I hope people will be happy with it. It's yeah, it's it's a it's a, a free expansion. So it's that thing there. Yeah, if you bought volume on ps4 back in august then you're getting a good deal because you've got the vita version now you've got you've got when you get your playstation vr as hopefully everyone will uh you'll have this version um i'm not allowed to say launch title that's fine launch um, window you can you can pull a nintendo it's somewhere in that zone it's somewhere in that zone um but yeah so so hopefully we're kind of in that we 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 want to we want to do that. We 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 got you know twenty dollars from from people, and I want to keep giving them stuff as much as I can, um, and hopefully that will be a cool experience. So, rectangle, yep, volume, now yep. VR stuff. Yeah. Do you is there any do you see any limitations or rhyme or reason or anything like that to what you can make as an independent game developer? I feel like. The answer, the honest answer, to that is like yes, constantly. But then, like two months later, someone does it anyway, right? <laughs> like that's the exciting thing. I mean, that's the exciting thing about games in general. It's just like every rule gets broken within five seconds of that rule existing, uh, and that's why I love making games. That's why I love being in this industry. Um, in terms of what I can do, yeah, you know, you've always got you've always got kind of limitations. I don't think my next game is going to be Horizon. Yeah, you know, I think, I think I'm going to have to you know work my way up to that kind of scale of game. Um, but certainly, like I always want to be ambitious, and I always want people to go really. 
Mike's making that? Okay. Like, <laughs> I remember when Volume got announced, people were like, but that's the rectangle guy. Right. No, that, and, I was expecting and, another and, platformer out of you, right? Like another story-driven platforming kind of thing. And that's cool. And I, and you know, there's a lot of developers who are who kind of hone their craft and work on you know similar genre games for a while, and it shows. And those games are amazing because they've they've worked in you know into that and they've become experts. And I I kind of I just like messing around. I like going uh, yeah sure I'll make a stealth game. I like stealth games. I'll try and make one of those. <laughs> um, and I, I I see that continuing. I think that's I don't think I'm gonna. There's certainly like ideas I have for you know sequels or expansions on stuff i've done before but like ultimately i want to keep pushing and doing different stuff so i think yeah the next game will hopefully be one of those ones where people go what like you know Mike it's, it's got the dead to rights franchise i'm gonna bring it back <laughs> i remember the internal argument for what the trophy should be called because there was a you had a you had a this this wolf called shadow right. this dog who who you could use to attack people and one of its attacks was a um was to to bite a baddie in the balls yep and uh, there was an internal debate about where about whether that sh- the trophy for that should be called scrotality or testicle oh I- and that was like that's the most like angry game development argument i've ever been in the room for that was awesome i forget who won um i have the trophy for sure i reviewed I the game it was feel like it was testicle in the oh, end i, I would have done scrotality um, you should have been in the room man you could have you could have changed the game you know? um but yeah no I, I i like i like i like um messing around and doing different things and and like i said the, the cool thing about volume is it's certainly it's opened some doors to some interesting things it's opened some doors it's impressed some people and we'll see what we get to do uh with future stuff but um but yeah so then my next question for you is getting getting just out of your own headspace and just out of Bithel games, but gaming in general. And this is going to sound like a loaded question since you're making coder, but do you believe in VR? Yes. Okay. Why? Um, I love it. I think, I mean, as a, as a, so, so for me, like, um, as a gamer, like the experience of it is incredible. Like I've never, I'm, I'm moved by, I've cried in VR. Like, (laughs) I know that's like a really trite way of like gauging whether something's impressive or artistic or whatever, but like, but like, like I've been moved by it because I feel like I'm, I'm around for holodecks. Like that was always <laughs> like, you know, as a, like I remember as a kid, like watching Star Trek and I get, and you know, it's say it's like hoverboards in back to the future, yeah. right? Like you're like one day, man, I'm going to be there and this stuff's going to exist. And this stuff is, this stuff is amazing. And so as a, so I'm a fan of it. Um, I love playing VR games. I love playing other experiences made by other people and, and being part of this community of developers who is, who are starting to make these titles. Um, and I also I think commercially it makes sense as well. I think it does. I think it can work. And I think I think the the, the people who are making the hardware are taking it very seriously. You know, if you look at like well, I guess the big three right now: Oculus, uh, Sony, and and then uh, HTC and and Valve. Like they're all massively investing in this, and they're making great hardware. And yeah, PlayStation VR in particular, I think, is just a great piece of hardware. Um, and and I. Yeah, cool. Do you think it hits on version one? Do you think this like first, you know, tip of the sword kind of thing is successful? Or is this one of those where this is going to be like nerds like us get it, enjoy it, and then it's the next one that really catches on? I mean, it depends what you define as hit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think, um, I don't think this is going to be like your grand's going to go out and buy a PlayStation 4 sure. in order to experience this stuff. But like, in terms of 
the games community, I think it's going to be massive. I hope it is. I, I think I think the technology's there. I think it's something that is massively accessible and approachable. And we're edging around NDAs, but the way that <laughs> the way the way that like the hardware works, the way it just works, that aspect sure. of it, like is really coming together because for, for, you know, for a long time, you know, I've got a house full of various stages of development of this VR tech for, from, from all three of them. And, you know, a year ago, like this stuff was, you know, you had to kind of be, the wind had to be blowing yep. from the North and like, you had to be doing this and, and everything was a bit, a bit shaky and a bit gaffer tape. Um, but now like these are, these are really great, awesome pieces of tech that are that you'd be sh- you're proud to show off right. right you're proud to kind of to put them into people's hands and and yeah i mean i've not i've yet to put show someone you know uh playstation vr and they've not been massively impressed i put my mum in uh, <laughs> over christmas my mum came to visit i put her in have you played the 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 deep demo yeah. with the shark oh, yeah, with the shark in the flashlight yeah yeah, I put I put my mom in that, and she fell over. It was awesome. <laughs> it's just like, she just like freaked out and, and and tripped over in the middle of my living room. The best room way to sell it was with broken legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, this and and but that's that's the thing is you know my my mom's brilliant because she she's not into video games. She doesn't really understand what I do for a living. She's not you know, but but for her she took it off and she's like that's amazing that's like that's how it how and then made me explain to her like in detail like how vr works mm. um because because it is just magical and and i think that's something that that video games have always done really well kind of creating those magical experiences you know be it um you know i think motion control if you look at like the more successful motion control platforms but then you know going back beyond that like the, just just every time we've done something like this it's been it's been powerful for that audience and i think crucially this is something that works as like a piece of consumer tech i mean that was always the question was like does this can you imagine walking to a shop buying this plugging it in when you get home you know and just putting it on and it being a good experience exactly. and i feel like the technology is at that stage now no so. that, that, i keep you know for me at psx this is the first time where i took demos sat down and there weren't like three handlers trying to put it on my head to make sure exactly. they were just like, oh, and they handed it to me and I was like, okay. And then like snap, crank. And it was like a better experience than I had gotten before. Cause before I was like eggshells, like I, it's not perfect, but it's yeah. good enough. And let's just do the demo and da da da. Whereas this one's like, oh yeah, get it nice and tight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, and like the, the like the, the one I wrote, <laughs> VR's always been really gross because it it, VR headsets have always had like that foam on them and you've got like five sweaty exactly. people. Exactly. How up, many people have you? put this on their heads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like now, like, you know, PlayStation VR's got this lovely, like, like uh, upholstered interior and it balances <laughs> well. It feels good. And that's probably something I shouldn't have mentioned either. But like, there's, it, it's, it's good. It, it feels finished now. It feels like stuff. And, and that's why I think it can hit first time. The other thing that's fascinating about VR as opposed to because people often are comparing this to like 3d tvs or like this kind of stuff it we've kind of it feels like the hardware companies have kind of cheated a little bit they're not this is not the first vr headset to hit the market it's the first vr headset to realistically hit the consumer market but like this technology has been through 10 iterations at this point like this is this is we are the version that finds its way into your local shop is going to be multiple generations beyond the kind of first shaky headsets the stuff we're talking about so the stuff like you've had demoed that i've developed some stuff for it's like 
that's the stuff that I think if you sold that, you would get some early adopters, but like you'd put it, I, my mum would wear it and she'd be like, this is weird. Is it doesn't this? quite yeah. work. It's a bit blurry. It doesn't, you know, whereas it feels like the versions that are hitting the market. So the first of each of these headsets to hit the market, they are, they are, I think going to be polished enough as consumer goods, consumer items that they're going to work. And, you know, and then of course it comes down to software. That's the big, that's the big question yeah. that I think has to be answered. But, the demos I'm playing from other people, and I, I think our game's pretty good as well. You know, I think there's, I think there's going to be stuff to play on them. Okay, and then final question before I let Let's you do this. go. Y- your games aside, your development aside, what yeah. what, what developer do you think is doing the most interesting stuff these days? Oh well, on the subject of VR, like Alchemy are the ones who I'm really excited by. So these are the guys making Job Simulator mm-hmm. and a few other things. Like they're making they. It feels like they're developing a new language, like of of game design, and and certainly they've been really helpful to me as well. Like they're they're doing really exciting VR stuff, and I think they're going to be they're doing a lot of the work, like to define how games can work on VR. You know, a lot of that stuff that like you know was locked in on like screen based games with Doom. Like those really kind of fundamental questions. They're doing really cool stuff. And then really it just becomes like me fanboying. Like, you know, Naughty Dog remain like my favorite developers. Um, just like, you know, adore them. Um, and, and and just because they keep knocking out of the park. And I'm trying to think what else. I mean, in terms of what I'm playing, it's all Lego Dimensions all Hell the time. Yeah, it's which Lego is, Dimensions. TT yeah. Games, what up? <laughs> They're, they're awesome. Like, and, and like, I've been uh, like you, like I'm a Lego fan. I'm a fan of a lot of the, the, the brands and IPs that they've brought in. And I just love the way they're mashing things up and like, they could very easily have phoned in a toys to life game, but they've actually done something impressive with this. And it's, and yeah, that's, that's the thing which I'm playing an embarrassing amount of. No, there's nothing embarrassing about it. It's awesome. This is exactly what I was talking about. When they came in and did the stream with us that one day and I was like, I can't believe, oh, and you're, oh, I'm going back to the future and oh, I'm going to the back of the back and you got this. (laughs) And and, and he turns to me and he's just like, yes, it's as if we, we care. And I was like, oh, right. Like, yeah, you guys have always been awesome and fan servicey. And for some reason, when it was when it got announced Toys to Life, I was expecting the bar to go lower. Right. But they actually met it for every one of those properties they brought in. Yeah, no, that's it. And 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 it's tough. You know, I've worked on licensed stuff before and and there's, you know, rules of how you use stuff. There's lots of red tape, lots of process. Um, so on like a developer level, I massively respect cause I, I can't imagine like the kinds of conversations oh, that have to take place. Yeah. Like when you have like Marty McFly and the doctor kind <laughs> of working together or something, it's like, that's like 20 meetings. You're yeah, like, that's yeah. how, like that, 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 that appeals to me. So, so yeah, lots of, lots of different stuff. And then, you know, my fellow indies, um, that sounds very statesman-like and that's, that doesn't suit me. <laughs> you're you're um, doing the like, state of the union. You're doing the address, yeah, exactly. my fellow indies. My fellow <laughs> indies. Uh, but like, you know, I think there's a lot of amazing, innovative indie stuff and it's coming from all directions now, which is exciting. Like it, it doesn't feel like the, the big successful indie games are being made by the same people that they were being made by kind of even a year ago. It feels like there's just this constant flow of new talent yeah. in doing interesting stuff. And, and as someone who's already starting to feel like an older member of the games <laughs> development community, like that's cool. That's cool. It's cool to see just completely like so many people I'm meeting like this year making really cool stuff who I had no idea existed like six months ago. And that's that's a sign that things are fresh and that, that things are rolling and that the doors are kind of opening up to kind of new talented people, which is 
which is, you know, as someone who plays games, that's really important to me that we have, I don't want to play the same game next year that I played this year. I want that constantly to be pushing forward. Awesome. Well, Mike Bithel, you are a, you are a treasure. I would love you Thanks. to immigrate to the United States so I could call you a national treasure. We ha- That's very kind of you. We have freedom here. You should come take it. Well, you are the best country in the world. That's what I keep saying. Uh, this is, I mean, it's totally true. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, but yeah, no, thank you. I, I, yeah, big fan. It's, uh, I, 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 this is it. I feel like I'm a fanboy who's won a competition to come on the show. This is cool. Well, no, it's um, whatever. Don't do that. You know, I, have, we true, ever told, have I ever told the story about our first meeting on the air? Have I ever embarrassed you that way? Do it. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, I, I, I get invited out to a bar. This is years ago. Thomas was alone had just come out, but you had we were still a ways away from you announcing volume. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, Mitch Dyer was like, hey, we're doing this thing at this little bar. You should come over. Mike Bithel's going to be there. And I'm like, oh, I love Thomas was alone. I'd love to meet him. And we got there. We I got there late and I got introduced to a bunch of people. And then Mitch, I'm like, where's where, where's Mike Bithel? And he's like, oh, over here. And I'm, like, oh, I'm like, hey, Mike, I'm Greg. It's a pleasure to meet you. Huge fan of Thomas was alone. And you just look me dead in the eye. And you're like, Cool. And then turn away oh. and I'm like, oh my God, what's this? No, I guarantee this. I know like, so so far be it for me to tell you your memory of events to run, but I guarantee that was me just freaking out because I still remember that year where like Thomas came out and I was at those parties. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I was, I was, a, I felt like a mega fraud. What? Like how had I gotten in? Um, I didn't know anyone. Like to the point now where like when I'm at those kind of things now, I go and find the person whose game came out like six months ago and go over to them and go, it's okay. It's okay. okay. I know the secret. I know you're not meant to be here. I know that that's how you feel about this, but it's all going to be fine. And everyone here is cool. So I think I probably, I was freaking out. I think you were just drunk. That's also because I remember then you emailed us like when volume got announced you want you're like you wanted to talk about supporting us on Patreon and like how that would be and what we'd have to do publicly facing. And I was like, sure. But do you remember like not <laughs> blowing me off? You're like, no, I don't. <laughs> I, my my entire life and career is going to be an attempt to make that up to you. No, I'm so you've sorry. nailed it. Volume got to Vita. <laughs> that's all you needed to do. We're, that's all I had to we're do. Square. That was it. We're even now. We're squared we're square. away. It's all good. Mike, awesome. I love you. I love you too. Go make another game so you can come back on the show. Come back and talk about Coder soon. I, I would love Actually, to. Actually, just fly to the United States and show us Coder. I should just fly over and hang out. Well, well, are you are you doing, you can't say probably, but you're if you're doing cool stuff at GDC, I want to come and No, be we're totally doing cool stuff at GDC. Yeah. Do All it. All right, great. Okay. Hey, locked in. Find a way. All right. We'll find a way. All right. Connor, I'm not gonna lie. I love that Mike Biffle fellow. Oh, he's a fantastic guy. Good dude. T- tweet, at, at some point, I said he fucked me because he tweeted it out last week that literally the quote, Mike Biffle fucked me. <laughs> Or Mike Bithell fucked me again or something. Cause yeah, because yeah. the trophies. I was having some trophy problems. Yeah. He was very helpful, and, fi- and I figured it out. Right. Well, yeah, he talked about it, you know, a little bit in there, right? That, like, that's one of the things they had to do with the whole PlayStation 4 to Vita thing. Is like, some things have to go, and you have to work some black magic, and that was one Trophies had to go. Not acceptable. To no, make, well, the trophies are still there. They, they were. Uh, I, I, I do want to say, I mean, I don't know, did, did I say it on the show already? I don't remember, because I'm really tired. Volume, I played 20. Go to bed at 8 a.m., that's your problem. Yeah. I played 25% of volume. Yeah. And it's a great game. I love volume. Really, really fantastic. Yeah. My, my The thing I'm having right now is trouble with not jumping into it and c- continuing to play it. I want it, to, you know, it's similar to how you keep putting Persona off further and further, right? I want volume to sit there and wait for me for when I fly. Because we fly a lot. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of trips coming up already I have on the ca- calendar. So there's going to be plenty of time to play volume. But then I find myself wanting to play volume. But I'm like, don't play volume yet, Greg. Don't do it. Because then I'm going to have quite the docket of volume to work on. You got to get Bastion Vita still. Cold for the Steel. Pla- the, yeah, I do have to get that, actually. Uh, 
New Game Plus and Bastion for that, and then uh, Lego Marvel Avengers because it has the open world now. Oh, really? So it's not like all the, of it, but some of it. Huh. So they're making progress. Yeah, Good exactly. Because Vita's thriving, so everyone will take You know, they're like, Greg Miller's in a Lego game. We got to put open world mm-hmm. in there so people play it. Sure. Colin. Yes. Speaking of Vita, CM14 writes in for a second. We call reader mail. Mail call. Maelstrom. Uh, mail pattern baldness. I was going to use that one. I don't have any other. All right, fine. We're fine. Remember, if you want to be part of the show, kindoffunny.com slash PSQ to ask your question. CM417 says, hey, Greg and Colin. What games are you looking forward to most on your Vita in 2016? I'm looking forward to Trials. He says Trails, and that's right, right? It's not Trials. It's Trails of Cold Steel. Mm -hmm. Not out in Europe, he puts in parentheses. Odin Sphere, Grand Kingdom, Severed, Danganronpa 3, plus many more. I love the little guy. It has a lot of great games coming this year. Oh, and Taco Master. How could I forget? Also not out in England yet. Thanks, guys. Connor from Liverpool, England. He He puts together a great list there. For me, it's I'm torn on this one. Right right now as we talk about it. Right now, I'm imminently excited for Lego. I love good Lego games. I'm excited to have Lego open world on a Vita. That sounds cool. I'm not sure how deep it'll be. We'll see. Mm. But TT Games, talking a good talk. Showing up in the Vita Lounge, the magazine, talking about like how we're not going to fuck this up. We're in, it, we're in it to win it. However, overall, looking past that, torn. Super excited for Severed. We love drink box guys. Mm-hmm. Great folks. Loved every drink box game I've ever played. Severed seems cool. However, Odin Sphere finally here you know what i mean like uh, mm-hmm. uh, an out of the blue announcement but it's also one of um, i love that game you yeah. know what i mean when it came out last fantastic time. yeah uh so i'm torn Colin. dang and rob three is like definitely my most anticipated but uh i might play that on ps4 like i i, I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see like how like because dang and rompa almost anything could be good on a handheld dang rompa is good on a handheld but we don't know how dang and rompa is on a console sure and uh it's such a long and involved game that I feel like it might be just as home. I don't want to say more at home, but just as home, just as at home on uh, PS4 as it is on PS Vita. Yes, yeah, Severed, uh, Odin Sphere, and Axiom Verge. It would be nice to play oh, maybe at some right. fucking Shit. point in my life on the PS Vita. Yeah. So th- that w- I would leave it to those four. Okay. That's good. That's good. Similar line of questioning. This one from DR3ZY. So Dr. Rezzy, Dr. 3Z, we'll say Dr. 3Z, how about that? He wrote in, of course, to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can and should. Hey, Greg and Colin, I just joined the PS Vita family last week, and I'm struggling to find a game I really want to play. So far, I've started playing Final Fantasy X, Little Big Planet, Uncharted. My question is, what are the PS Vita games that have really sucked you in? P.S. I love you for not talking shit. P.P.S. I thought I'd send this for my Vita. Took a while. <laughs> As you'd expect, yes. but it's cool to know the forums work with the Vita. So this isn't the normal. We still have to do this video of like, you bought a Vita here, ten Vita games you should own, right? But the games that have sucked you in—that's an interesting question and a different spin to the Vita question. I think, me personally, Freedom Wars. Freedom Wars sucked me in. You know what I mean? I'll mm. one of my I, I was I think honestly probably my best PlayStation Vita memories are wrapped up in Freedom Wars, right? Because the game it was one that we I remember. We were already talking about how there was, we're not running out of things to play on Vita, but running out of like AAA huge games that are going to hit on all those things. And I remember when, you know, Nick showed up with Freedom Wars and was showing it to us at IGN or whatever. And you played it and it was like, this is a bit cumbersome, but it seems like it's going to be fucking awesome. And then we got it and it was awesome. And I got lost in it playing single player. And then Christine was playing. And then we went on that vacation where we played the entire time on the plane, got there, would go out for coffee every day and sit, sit in this coffee shop and just play for like hours. There's a flight attendant say that there's some interference from the PSV to ad hoc. 
Uh, picking up some uh, Vita problems and playing. <laughs> uh, Air mask drop playing free fall. Vita games that sucked me in. Uh, I think hour wise, uh, Rogue Legacy is probably oh, one game. See, Rogue Legacy is, and that's another great example of yeah. When that came out, that was all I played. Um, uh, Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc, um, was definitely a game that sucked me in. Killzone Mercenary was a mm-hmm. game that sucked me in. Um. I w- I'll be crucified in the comments if I don't say Persona. Persona, I mean, it, for everybody except Colin who plays all, plays it, it seems like they get caught up in relationships and this and who is that and oh my God, like I got to choose between, and like you get caught up in that schedule and what your tree and how you want to max out all your attributes and stuff. Persona's amazing. Play that. I'll me. give a shout out to Velocity Ultra and Velocity uh, mm-hmm. 2X, which are fantastic, fantastic, super hard games. Um, there, I mean, there's there's... I mean, there's a lot of game. I mean, there's a lot of games on there. The one game that I hope is still coming because it was announced for PS Vita, you know, a while ago, but I, I haven't heard anything about it. Is I still hope Mercenary Kings is going to come to Vita because right. that game is really awesome and uh, that it would be more at home on PS Vita, I think. But, yeah. but we haven't heard anything about that in a long, long time. No, if unless they've said something. We I mean, I reviewed that at IGN. Like, I feel like I reviewed that like two years ago. So yeah, we'll see. I wish they'd bring Enter the Gungeon to it as well. Oh, um, fuck! What uh, Cosmic Star Heroine? That's another one on Vita that oh, I'm like yeah. super excited about. It's supposed to be like Fantasy Star. Yeah. Um, been waiting for that one. I'm surprised it's not done yet. Um, and also Pure Solar, I think, is coming to Vita. So there's some good role-playing games that are coming that I'm excited about this year. We'll see if they if they actually still come. Colin. Yep. Our good friend Lunchbox underscore Inc. period 87 wrote in kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and says, Hey, Colin or Greg. Hello. Colin, mm. you say that Sony has enough balls to release another portable. If they were ever to release one, what would either of you want to see on the hardware? What games would either of you want on it? Besides Patapon, which is one of PSP's greatest games. Thanks, Tim. P.S. I love you. I'm just not in love with you. So you all, we, we often talk about it. Do you think we often talk about you talk about how people ask, is there gonna be a Vita 2? And you're like, I don't think so, but PlayStation's crazy enough to do it. Do you think what what are the odds you think there's a Vita two or something less else? than five percent? Oh wow! Okay. I think that they probably prototyped a lot of stuff. Oh sure, but yeah, I, yeah. But I I think that, I don't think it's it doesn't make. I'm just saying that they're they're crazy enough to do. It. I didn't right. say they had the balls to do. It. I said they're crazy enough. Crazy to enough to. Um, because I think that there's a lot of promise with with Vita that was you know untapped. I think it was a little too complicated. Sure. Um, with memory cards and all this kind of stuff. I think if the, it's just it's too bad they couldn't do it again. Like, Go I back in time and I like just fix don't. It? I just don't believe conventional wisdom that that handhelds are irrelevant. I, I mean, hundred percent. I, I I think that they're certainly not as useful as they used to be anymore because of the rise of smartphones. But everyone knows smartphone gaming is largely like you know garbage, and that handheld uh, gaming is for gaming purists and hardcore gamers. And so, and I don't. You know, I, I know it's 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 just like the race to the bottom on iOS and Android marketplace has eroded any goodwill that that had and it was so obvious that that was going to happen but a lot of people would really thought that this stuff was just going to kill um the handhelds and i don't really see, feel like that, that that's happened i feel like other things killed vita um 3ds you know as is selling very respectively not like the original ds sold but 50 60 million units is nothing to sneeze at and i think if sony could even get half of those i think they would release another vita or another sure. handheld so i mean if i was if so even molding the question if they were crazy enough, or if they were to go, if we could go back in time and do it, what I'd want to see is pretty simple. I love the Vita. The Vita's great, right? Ditch all the touch stuff. Get rid of it. Well, the touch screen, we, we don't agree on this. I like, know we don't, but I'm saying like what I want. Okay. So this is my thing. Ditch the touch stuff. 
add shoulder buttons, add two more in there. I think if you could have gone back to when the PlayStation Vita was in concept and like knowing what you know now and going back there, if you're like this this motherfucking thing is the main thing it's going to be used for is gamers for games that they want to play. It, like let's make remote play as easy as possible. I mean, you're not making a device that is going to go huge and be all over the place you figure i think if you get rid of all that touch stuff and put it into the just put another shoulder bonus sure it's gonna look a little clunky it's gonna be this that and the other but again outside of a few people i don't see many myself i'm like the one person i know that puts my vita in my pocket when i travel nobody's doing that you know what i mean like this should have been a device more angled towards the hardcore the niche audience the psx crowd because we're the people supporting it still that want all this different stuff yeah i think um I think the complication uh, is like I, I, there, there's there's hardware complication. Yeah, we need more triggers and stuff like that. I totally disagree with you. I don't think that I think the back touch can go. I don't think I don't think the touch screen is like a problem. I don't really I really I don't I don't I don't get that argument. It's actually super useful in a lot of games and it's useful for navigation, all that kind of stuff. I think it's that's kind of like that's how we interact with things like that. So I think that that makes perfect sense. That would be weird. Even 3DS can be touched. You know, sure. And that's but like I'm, I'm, how many games do you play that really you say a lot of games use it well or use it or whatever. Like, I mean, out of the, all the ones we just talked about, which ones are doing that? Dragon Rampa games can be played all on the touch screen. Mm -hmm. But Kill do you play it that way? Is that the best way to play it? Yeah. Well, it depends. Like when you're exploring the, you know, it makes sense to explore the environments by touching or, sure. um, you know, like making choices in adventure games or in digital novels. I'm not saying that that, you know, uh, Every game needs to use it. I'm just saying it's there and it's not really a big deal. It's like, you know, tactile touch like that is. I think it was old. wasted tech and I think it was clearly aimed at trying to capitalize on the mobile market, which isn't what we want outside of Taco Master. Sure, but like it's not going to hurt the cost of the system. So, like, why not have it? You know, like the back touch is just annoying mm -hmm. and interferes a lot with games. It was a huge problem for me in like Borderlands, for sure. instance. Yeah, it's a huge problem. Borderlands right remote play. itself was a huge problem in Vita. But yeah. yeah, so it's there are problems with that back touchpad but yeah I don't, I don't agree with you on the on the front touchscreen just because i think even if games don't use it it's just a natural interface like i don't think the vita interface is bad you know i don't i don't you have a problem with the bubbles the i mean it's not ideal yeah but i don't look at it and i'm like well this is fucking awful i'm like well this is not awful yeah i just sense. i mean again i think the main problem with the vita is the fact that i think even i mean the whole reason sony probably doesn't talk about it and you know it doesn't sell outside of us right is that there's no narrative to what the vita is and i feel like that's the, the story of it it's all the stuff that should be successful because it's successful somewhere else. But here's this bubble interface. And I'm not, again, the bubbles work, sure, whatever. Here's this bubble interface that looks nothing like your PlayStation 4 and functions like nothing else in the PlayStation ecosystem. And here are all these touch things that you're supposed, you know what I mean? Like, yep. here's this and that. It's just like, I would rather have seen from the get go, they're like, nip it in the bud, make real games for it. It's a gamer system. And more of that, play, the, what we, the focus we saw with the PlayStation 4, I would have loved to have seen applied to the PlayStation Vita. Mm -hmm. So if they were going to make, Vita 2, whatever the hell it is, that's what I'd want to see. Mm. I'd, I'd like them to be like, we've stripped it down, we've ripped this out, we've put these in, that's what it is. But you never will. But, in this hypothetical situation. Colin, mm. let's stop talking about the motherfucking Vita. Okay. Jason A. wants to talk about motherfucking Naughty Dog. He wrote into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and says, hey guys. Hello. Which does slash will the gaming community have higher expectations for? Uncharted 4 or The Last of Us 2? On one hand, A Thief's End has a whole franchise to live up to and is almost certainly the last of Drake's adventures. But on the other, many call The Last of Us the best game of last gen. Thanks so much, guys. Smiley emoticon, Jason. P.S. Come to Canada soon. P.P.S. It's really great to see Colin in such a good place these days. Glad you're feeling better, man. Smiley emoticon. Thank you. Uh, I think Uncharted has higher expectations. Really? Yeah. I disagree. The Last of Us 2 isn't even real. Sure. So I mean, like, so it's it's I, I have to wait to make an assumption based on 
comparing to Uncharted Four until we even know the Last of Us Two is going to be a game. Yeah, you know. But here's the thing about I like I my, the thing about I and don't get me wrong, you're not wrong. I think the problem here is the fact that outside of this room and a lot of you know of our listeners, fans or whatever, Uncharted Three didn't live up to expectations. So right now it's down here. Uncharted 4 is going to come out. It's going to be great. And what people are going to say is it's a return to form. It's so much better than 3. It's that, that, it's that, you know what I mean? Whereas Last of Us 2 is trying to compete with a game that is universally a 10. You know what I mean? It's so, it is so crazy. And it's like a fucking finding a unicorn when someone comes up and talks to me. He's like, I didn't like Last of Us. I don't, I don't think it was a 10. I'm like, really? Like, you're like, okay. Like, there's like, I can count either maybe two or three people in my life have come up and tried to have this conversation with me where they're like that. I'm like, I don't even, you know what I mean? Like that's insane. Okay, cool. That's great. I'm, you know, your opinion, da, 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 da. but like, I think that's where it is, is that uncharted threes, uncharted stocks are down. You know what I mean? Last of us stocks are at an all time high for this thing. Yeah, I guess existed. I just, I mean, I don't disagree with your reasoning. I just don't, we don't, I mean, I, I my, my assumption is last of us two is in production or pre-production, if not mm-hmm. in full production in some respect at naughty dog and that it'll be a real game. I think that the, the financial and market imperative is on them to do the game. Um, I think they know that and, uh, you know, Sony lets them do what they want, but you know, they have to make the game and I think they're going to make the game, but we don't know anything about it. Sure. So I don't know. I mean, it's like, is the, the last of us two isn't real. So I, I, I don't, I don't, or not to us. So I don't want to, uh, make an assumption that, that expectations are higher for, because like once it's revealed, then we'll know where the expectations are. Like we don't really know. Last of us has been dormant for a long time. It's been, it's been f- fucking almost three years since that game came out. It's crazy. So two and a half years, more than two and a half years. So, um, it's not like. There's much to say right now about that. Uncharted is ending, and I think expectations for Uncharted 4 are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think re- a reasonable reasonable people can disagree, and I think it's reasonable to, to say, like, I didn't like Uncharted 3. I think it's reasonable to say that about any game, I guess. But I think reasonable people also know that Uncharted 3 was a fantastic game. It might not have been what you wanted to be compared to Uncharted 2, but no one... I, I think that the stock might be down, but I, anyone that looks at Uncharted 3 is like, this is a bad game. It's like, what are you talking about? This is not even remotely a bad game. Sure. It's a great game. And uh, so I think that it's a little more even than, you know, the stocks are, you know, it's not quite as bearish, let's say, in the market okay. as you okay. think it is, in my opinion. I think it is. The number of people I hear who rank it last in their favorite Uncharted and stuff like that. Like, damn. Well, there's only four Uncharted games or three, really, sure. if you even don't count Golden Abyss. So, But I think it almost has that thing, that like tenuous reaction, right, where it was like, I loved it so much and so other people loved it so much that other people hate it so much. You know what I mean? Because they're monsters. Yeah. BTG1997 writes in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and says, Hey, Greg and Nicole. Sorry, hey, Colin. My question is simple. What is the fucking deal with PC gaming? My friend Mathis, shout out to Mathis, left our PlayStation friendship group towards the end of the PS3 life cycle to pursue a gaming life filled with constant updating, installing, and playing with mouses and keyboards. But for what? Better graphics? Simplicity? I seriously don't know why people prefer PC over console. Whenever I ask him why he's so fucking stupid in relation to playing video games on a PC, he says, quote, I don't know. Please help me understand why people prefer PC gaming. Thank you for your time. P.S. Can you tell my friend Mathis he's a fucker? Thanks again from Brody of Hobart, Tasmania. Colin, why do people like PC gaming? I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I think that there's... I don't want to say I don't know. I don't know why they prefer it over console gaming. I think there's a few reasons. Uh-huh. A, it's what you know. It's what you grew up with, right? Like, I think that... that I think a lot I think of people move to it. I think there's... Well, I think that back in the day, I mean, I remember, I remember you know, people had... Con- like, even in the late 80s, early 90s with my friends, 
some people had PCs and Apple twos and they were playing games yeah. and Macs and they were playing games on those things. And so some of those people still play games on PC. Um, meanwhile, like I grew up with consoles, even though we had computers in the house, I wasn't really playing many games on them and I always stuck with console. My, my opinion on PC gaming is that what it, what it's trump card is it's a library. Right. And I think that there's something really powerful to be said about a library that's vast and dynamic and, and, and never fucking ancient can be played. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, um, I think there's that, but I don't, I personally don't see why you'd want to sit there with a mouse and a keyboard and play a game. Like that's just, a, I mean, and that's just a personal preference. No, hundred percent. Me too. I'm right there with games you. Yeah. Beyond PC, but, but it's just like, I, that sounds, it's like miserable. Like I, I, I don't like to me, I'm like, that's the exact opposite of what I ever want to do on a PC. I don't yeah. think it's the simplicity he's talking about BTG 1997, right? Like I think when I think simplicity is the plug in the play of the console, right? I understand the simplicity of, I want to play this game and it's out on the, it's, it exists so I can play it. You know what I mean? That is like you're talking about. Steam's an amazing platform. I love the fact that like you hear about some game and wherever it is, it's usually on PC and this, that, and the other. Uh, graphics and shit like that and performance, sure. I've had it so many times swing back the other way though where it's like, oh, my graphics card isn't amazing or this, that, the other, blah, blah. But I'm going to talk. We're going to call somebody. We're going to do the ever rare call-in. So two guests on this show, Mike Biffle and then what I call a console deserter. Do you know who I'm going to call? Someone who loved consoles. Mike Mitchell. No. I don't know. He is a console deserter. Sure, but I'm going to talk to somebody. We're going to talk to Ty Root. Oh, Ty Root. Ty Root has done this. I would have never guessed that in a million years. I didn't know Ty Root was a deserter. Oh, yeah. Big time. He, he gave up recently. So he's a piece of shit. But we won't say that now. We'll just remember this. This is Ty Root from GameSpot.com. That's a good beat. Hello. Hey, Ty Root. How are you? I'm good, Greg. How you doing? Good. You're on PS I Love You XOXO with me and Colin Moriarty. You know what? We just got to get the show done sometimes. That's what it's all about. So, are you ready to feel the? Are you ready to feel the question? Yeah, hit me with it. We need your opinion as uh, someone who has deserted consoles and moved over to PC gaming. <laughs> so, our friend here wrote in. His name's Brody okay. of Hobart, Tasmania, and basically, I'll summarizing one of his friends left. Wait, right? Is that a real place? Yeah, I assume. I know. I mean, Tasmania it's is near Australia. If Hobart, I, do, but do you know Hobart? Just, no, I don't. Well, no, no, Hobart. Place, well, no, it's okay. I understand. We, he uses a lot of colorful language, but basically, he's saying like he doesn't understand why his friend's gone there. He's like, why leave the PS3 to pursue a gaming life filled with constant updating, installing, and playing with mouses and keyboards? But for what? Better graphics? Simplicity? Simpis? Oh, damn it! Simplicity? I seriously don't know why people prefer gaming on PCs over consoles. So what's up, dude? Why did you why did you turn your back on consoles and controllers to go back to PCs? Well, I, I can't speak for this guy's friend. I can only speak for myself. But um, it suits me much better to game on PC, considering my entire life revolves around my PC in the first place. Mm. So includes uh, surfing the web, doing my taxes, writing emails, doing video editing, doing photo editing, and now I get to play games. Not to mention, his friend has a good point. The graphics and frame rates are just far better on PC. But who cares? It's 2016, and these consoles still can't push out 60 frames per second at 1480p. That's bullshit. You're still you're hunched over your fucking keyboard like a weirdo all night long in your little corner. He's expressing his opinion, and you're attack, and you're viciously attacking. I didn't say this was going to be a friendly phone call. (laughs) Clearly not. Um, Also, the fact that I can still use a controller, I can plug in a controller. I can actually use either controller. It doesn't matter what controller. I could use a PS4 controller. I could use. The Xbox One Elite controller, which is what I use because it's the best controller. It is a nice controller. It's a great controller. Um, Yeah. Um, So also now with um, Steam Link, which is unbelievable, I can actually plug that in directly to my router and play PC games on my big 55-inch plasma at home. And 
as long as I'm not doing multiplayer, it's actually seamless and works great. So, yeah, or if you're not playing a game, or you're playing a game, like uh, Steimer's mom bought it for Steimer's dad, who's a big Steam player, and then we yeah. were doing the Steam Link, but he plays like all these RTSs and turn-based strategy stuff, and it was not happening. Yeah, I haven't actually done the whole RTS route. By the way, also, I don't, like, you know, I'm not playing a ton of games, but the other great thing is I play a lot of old games, and the PC's like a fucking time machine, man. I can yeah. go back and play anything from, like, the early 90s, like, Star Control 2 and Leisure Shoot Larry and all other bullshit that I played when I was a kid that I was maybe shouldn't have been playing, but whatever. doesn't matter. Okay. So I, uh, I like it for that, but again... It's not for everybody. I get it. If you want to play with a baby toy, get a console. No, you want it. You plug it in and it works. That's what and you want. Trophies. <laughs> you know what? I plug my PC in and it works just fine. You're just a piece gonna of give garbage. it some tender love and care. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thirty minutes. That's the thing. I I was playing when I was playing when I was playing Oxen Free. I was I had to Google around like okay like because I remember when PS4 controllers didn't work with computers. Now they do. I was like great, but then it's not working normally off of Bluetooth or whatever. So I had to plug it in. Like, some people like to fly coach, and they're just fine with that. I like to fly first class. Oh, you're a piece of shit, Ty. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> you're thanking him for calling in, even though you called him. Yeah, but he I asked him ahead of time if he'd come on. Well, I assume so, but he didn't call in, and I don't like that you're thanking him for something he didn't do. Don't give him credit where credit isn't due. All right, I tried to give you credit, Ty, but I can't. Okay, fair enough. That's fine. All right, love you. Thank you, Tyson. All right, bye. See you, brother. He's a good kid. Oh, I love Terrible him. taste in video games, apparently. Good to see him last good. week. Yeah, it was. It was good to see him. Oh, Colin, 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 Colin. Man, I'm tired. I'm only going to give you one, maybe two. It's just, it's it's so, it's not even the sleep schedule, it's just, this is late. No, I know. Yeah. I was right, I, it's late. I was getting ready to take go, to, to lay I, down and have you wake me when you're ready to go. How was, uh, how long is Mike Bithell's interview that we put in the middle of the show? 40 minutes. already listened to. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's going to be a nice media Oh, episode. no, they got a huge episode here. That's why I'm saying one or two more. 20 solid minutes of plain talk. People love plain talk. Oh, we should do that. Take on car talk with plane talk. We don't know anything about planes. No, we I, the car talk don't know anything about cars. Yeah, they do. That's the whole thing is that they know everything <laughs> nah, about them. Nah, you're wrong. You're wrong. All right, Con. I'm gonna give you this one, and then one more. Okay, so you're Jamie gonna give me one. You're gonna give me two. Zilla writes into kindoffunny.com slash psq and says, "Hey, Greg and Colin, Firewatch is a game that I've been excited for ever since E3." I've somewhat intentionally kept myself away from some of the coverage so to not to spoil the story in advance of release. However, I happen to stumble upon a recent interview therein. Some of the peeps from Camp Campo Santo. It's Campo Santo, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Estimated the total playing time would only be around five to six hours. I was anticipating a lot more than that. Was that wrong of me? I'm still excited to play it, but I guess the experience will be a lot shorter. I haven't heard you guys discuss the game too much on the show. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Lennon with an underscore. P.S. What was the deal last week ordering biscuits with chicken wings? In England, biscuits are basically cookies. You wouldn't eat those bad boys with wings. I literally can't think think of a single savory dish I'd combine with biscuits. Well... Here in the fucking real world. To address the PS first, get the fuck out. We have freedom. And we (sighs) invented biscuits, and they are like these, they're like rolls and stuff. They're like breaded. They're bread. They're not sweet. You guys started calling, I don't know when you decided to call cookies biscuits and why you did that, but you did it. That's your fault. You did it after we invented, Benjamin Franklin invented biscuits over here. Benjamin Franklin invented biscuits. Just fucking with it. So the the general principle, this is something I I find quite distressing with game culture Mm -hmm. right now. Is the obsession on game length? Mm-hmm. It's an obsession, and it's not to say that like it's the getting bang for your buck is great if you're enjoying the game. You want to play it 20, 30, 40 hours, and that's great. 
But games shouldn't be based... The merit of a game or the quality of a game shouldn't be based on how long it is, necessarily. My problem with Witcher 3 was that it was too fucking big. Sure. So, like... And I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. I know people that feel that way. So, it's it's one of those situations where bigger is not always better. Longer is not always better in games. And uh, we have to look at... You know, Firewatch could be a really tight four or five... It might be dev math. It might be three hours long for all we know. I don't know. And, it, but, wait, he, and I don't know. I'm not... Real quick, I'm super excited for Firewatch. Yeah, I'm too. doing the exact same thing he is. I'm I'm media blackout on. I don't need to know anything about it. Yeah, I don't need. So to the either. interview might have been to what he's saying, maybe to hundred percent it to do whatever. It's a combine. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. T- talking about dev math. Dev maybe ma- one play yeah. through his two hours. Dev math is the principle that I made up for people that don't know that you know you can always you know subtract several hours from any developer's uh, prediction of how long a game is. If they say it's 16, 18 hours long, it's probably like twelve to fourteen hours long. Yeah. Um. So. You know, fi- like Journey, for instance, is a game you can beat in like an hour, and it's a fantastic one of the great games of last generation. Um, way better than a lot of games that are hundred hours long. So I, I just, I just don't understand the obsession per se with game length per se. Yeah, because I think that sometimes a game can be too long. Sometimes a game can be too short. Sometimes I don't want the game to end. But a good, like for a shooter, a single player shooter, I would, I love Wolfenstein because it's like fifteen hours long. It's awesome. It's better than like six to eight hours you get in a campaign with Call of Duty if you're playing on normal difficulty. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily want to play Wolfenstein for 30 hours, no matter how good it is. It's just, it's like, how much Wolfenstein can you take? Sure. You know what I mean? So I think that we have to look at things a little differently. Fire, don't, if you're disappointed because Firewatch is only going to be five to six hours, according to them, then were you ever really interested in playing it at all? You know, because that's the, that is the experience. I guess that's what I'm saying. No, yeah. that's the thing, too, is in, in the specific example of Firewatch, that's more than what I was expecting. Again, not knowing what kind of requirements they're putting on this. I was expecting a gone home two hours you know what yeah I mean? it looks like a walking simulator because it reminds me of vanishing and 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 gone home which are both vanishing is way longer than gone home actually but yeah but they're both short games or uh everybody's gone rapture. Rapture. Yeah. so no that's and that's the thing is like i think when you start talking about those types of games it's it's this is an outlier really as it starts getting more and more up there and that i want it to be that because i want it, I, what i play these games for is the story i don't want it to be needless filler that i'm doing this and finding things that aren't related to the story tell me your story and let's get out of it yeah and i don't use walking simulator as pejorative by the way because i actually like those games a lot sure. but it's just it is it is a, it's an, an easy way to explain way what's explain happening what yeah, environmental is. storytelling yeah. and, and explain. uh final question colin comes in the reader mail segment but a subsection paragraph a reader chime in we had a bunch of people chiming in on things we said last week uh, i'm going to give you one of them though Okay. This one comes from Binkser. Binkser says, hey, Colin and Greg. Hello. For the most part, I've always seen eye to eye with you guys. I'm always agreeing with Colin's opinions about single player over multiplayer and so on. I always hear you guys shitting on Knack, and I figure I'd speak up for the game and admit I really liked it. Felt like a mix of Katamari and God of War. I could honestly see a sequel that fixed and improved on the original. P.S. Compare trophies. And you'll see I play just like you guys in case you think I'm full of shit after reading this. I mean, that's your, yeah. That's He's your chimed rate. in. We appreciate you chiming in. I, I don't, Knack was I trash. don't think Nap, I don't think Knack was as bad as some people make it out to be, but it was not good. Yeah. In my, in my mind, it was definitely I think you good. insult Katamari and God of War to even put it in I don't really see breath. the, I don't really see Katamari or God of War in it either. I mean, to, to, to me, I thought it was going to say like a mixture of Pixar and, Late '90s platforming or something sure. like that. I don't. See, that'd be, I, that'd I, be I do not see the God of War or Katamari in it. Person, you know. Yeah. Personally, delete your Twitter. Ah, uh, Colin. Time for a segment we call "P.S. I Love This Best Friend XOXO." Ladies and gentlemen, this is where you head over to kindoffunny.com/slash/forums. Go. 
to the PSI Love You XOXO board and post your PSN name along with a little story about why you need friends. Then other listeners and or viewers, go hit this person up on PSN, friend them, send them messages, play games with them. This one comes from Michael. Michael says, hey, guys. I just wanted to say thank you. I've been suffering with severe depression and health issues for around 10 years. I had the worst year last year. I lost my wife and my depression got to an awful point. I just wanted to say that I just want to say that you guys and the kind of funny crew is what has kept me going when I thought I couldn't. I've lost all my friends because they were either my wife's friends and my friends don't know how to act with me. I'm on my own and was hoping to make some friends here. My PSN name is Mouse Droplet. All one word, Mouse Droplet. I would love to get my name called out so I can make some friends online. Thanks again, guys. Keep up the good work. You always make me smile when I watch you each and every day. Your friend from good old England, oi, Michael. Michael, keep your fucking head up. Mm. Better times are in front of you, my Mm. friend. Everybody, go friend Mouse Droplet on PSN. Colin, Mm. what's this week's forgotten PlayStation game? So this is a bit of a deeper cut. Five to six years old at this point, but you brought it up not too long ago. Okay, you brought up the you brought up PlayStation Minis. Oh, I did bring which was a which was a weird. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was a it was an initiative that was a PSP and PS3, and these games can kind of be played on both, and they were supposed to be small, bite sized, almost launched with the PSP Go. Yeah, and I think it was a way of like, hey. Don't get mad. Games stop. These are small games, and that's why they're digital only. But there was a game on there that was really quite great, and it was called A Space Shooter for Two Bucks. Mm. Um, and so I just wanted to throw that out there. I won't tell you too much about it. I really want people to just go play it. It, it, it came out at $1.99, I think, and it can. it's probably not even that expensive anymore. It's probably gone up. You would need... I don't know if you could play it on Vita, but I, you could play it on PSP or PS3. Um, it's just a great game. It's cheap. It I was forgot fun. about Space Shooter for Two Bucks. And I really yeah. liked it. That was um, good So go check out A Space Shooter for Two Bucks. That's what it's called, the space shooter for two bucks. Colin, mm-hmm. would you like to hear about PSN's worst name of the week? Yes. Remember last week I said, I've seen, I'm sick of the bullshit. No more sending in names of other people. Send in your names and your stories for bad PSN names that you can't wish you could change, but Shuhei Yoshida won't let you. People responded. This one comes from kindoffunny.com slash forums. Our, the user there is a great username, and I understand why he's upset this isn't his name everywhere. Agro underscore Craig. So they like Agro Craig, uh, like Agro Craig, but Craig. It's a, but it's a guts reference. Yeah, yeah. But you understand yeah, his I, name? I assume is Craig. Yeah, yeah. And he's Craig. nailing it, Agro Craig. Yeah. But Craig writes in and says, "I got my first PS3 when I was a freshman in college. I wanted a name that would make people laugh every time they saw me." Now, eight years later as a working professional, I cringe every time a colleague finds out I play games on PlayStation and asks my PSN name. To my shame, I have to tell them that my username is Roscoe underscore Shag Nasty. (laughs) Roscoe Shag Nasty. I've spent the last few years ditching my online names such as Forever Flaccid, XBL, and Boogner, LOL. I think that's League of Legends Mm -hmm. because he's a nerd. But my PSN name continues to haunt me. Roscoe underscore shag nasty shoe. Please let me change my name. The much better name. Agro underscore Craig. Colin. Yes. This has been PS. I love you. XOXO episode 19. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, PS. I love you. XOXO posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. So please go get it on kind of or the podcast service of your choice. Wherever you get it, thumbs up it, share it, leave us iTunes review. It helps us out. Each and everywhere we do it and every all that stuff and helps everybody find the show and more people come in. And the best friends continue to grow. And then like 3% of 
get really mad that it's all rambling garbage in the beginning, but then the 97% are like, yeah, this is what I fucking love. You guys get me through things. And we're like, all right. Cool, man. Here's all the airplane problems we we're have. We're just going to get worse and worse with it. So, welcome. Remember, it's a pod- product at kindoffunny.com, so go there. Subscribe to all the YouTube channels. Support us there. Listen to the other podcast. Gamecast is cool. Game Over Greggy Show is cool. Love and sex stuff is cool. There's cool stuff over there. Colin, each and every episode of P.S. I Love You XOXO ends in a song in a segment we call Singing is Shuhei, and this one's special. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a singer, songwriter, band, or whatever, go to kindoffunny.com slash PSM. You can submit your links. I need a SoundCloud link or whatever, a download link, and I need a YouTube link. Because if you're listening to the MP3, I'll play the entire song at the end of this. If you're watching the YouTube video, I'll annotate the YouTube video, and then other people go buy your music, they find out about you, they support each other. This one, come, and this is an interesting one. Comes from the forum user Joey Dag O'Bonuts, a play on our friend Joey Bag of Donuts. Mm. I don't know if this is if he had to do a different mm. form name or whatever. You mm. know what I mean? More importantly, though, it's the SoundCloud link, soundcloud.com slash V dash Fuster Cluck. Cluck with a K. Fuster Cluck. Fuster Cluck says, Hey guys. Longtime fan, and I have to say that watching you guys grow and take on the world made 2015 an incredible year. One of the greatest highlights was obviously Greg's trending gamer award acceptance speech. However, though I know we all view this award as a collaborative victory more than Greg's own individual achievement, I do feel some specific recognition is due for our boy, Colin M. I wrote this song as an ode to the man of logic, pragmatism, honesty, and balls of intuition. I sincerely hope you enjoy it. This is his song, Colin. Your boy, Colin M., is what he calls it. Thank you. If you're watching YouTube, I'll annotate to it. If you're wanting to go listen to it, soundcloud.com slash v-fustercluck, cluck with a K. He says, P.S., I'm not much of a singer, so please excuse the weak vocals. As always, bullshit. This musician who wrote this song and did all this stuff is an excellent singer. It sounds great in this. I find it funny that he thinks he's not good at it. I thought it was, I was expecting something terrible. It's a, it's great. He does an amazing job. PPS, I love you all equally, but Colin gets a song. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Remember, if you're watching this on Tuesday, you might still have time to go to get T-shirt Tuesday or kindoffunny.com slash door, which is a shirt in reference to the accepted speech. But regardless, here's the Fuster Cluck with your boy, Colin M. It used to be so simple back in 1989. Two circles, four directions, three more bits than five. But now it's gotten so contrived There ain't no reason counting lives Health points are contextual Dodorio's perpetually telling me To jump press LB Get ready for the quick time event And everybody says That that's the way it is Apologists and lobbyists Telling me better get used to this but if you want some wisdom, listen up to Colin M. Da-da-da-dum, da-da-da-dum, Colin M. Fortitude and Noche, yeah, that's my boy, Colin M. Da-da-da-dum, da-da-da-dum, Colin M. So if you crave conformity, then kindly fall in line. And if you prefer propriety, then brother, step aside. But if you want some wisdom, listen up to Colin M. La da da dum, la da da dum, Colin M. La da da dum, 
games But we're getting weary of more of the same Somewhere, somehow, along the way We lost the magic and the art of playing Now Minecraft sits at the top of the chart And the free-to-play games are killing the arts So if we had a message that we had to sing I imagine it'd be Gameplay is king And if you want some wisdom Listen up to Colin M La-da-da-dum, la-da-da-dum, Colin M no predictions, yeah, that's my boy Colin M. La da da dum, la da da dum, Colin M. If what you own is online play, well, that's just fine with me. But don't forget Majora's Mask, Far Cry, Fallout, and Mega Man 3. Courtesy of yours truly, the Pride of Long Island. La da da dum, la da da dum, Colin M. Maybe it's just me and my subjectivity But I feel Moriarty was right Games of today have a different kind of play Or maybe we're just getting Gats and sign, don't you fucking tread on me. Lest you forget his name, C O L I N. La da da dum, la da da dum, Colin M. La da da dum, la da da dum, Colin M. La da da dum, la da da dum.